with key ingredients supported by over 80 clinical trials. The exclusive formulation of the Bella Grace Elixir is changing lives everywhere. Ingesting collagen peptides alone is not very helpful. This is where most products fall short and where Bella Grace changes everything. Unlike other products, the Bella Grace Elixir controls the gene switches which activate collagen creation and disables the enzymes that break down the matrix. Bella Grace Elixir contains Verisol, the world's best and most clinically studied form of collagen. These elite collagen peptides influence the skin's collagen metabolism directly from the inside. Nature's most powerful antioxidant. 6,000 times more potent than vitamin C, Astereal Astaxanthin prevents the activation of gene switches that drive inflammation and activates the gene switch responsible for cellular repair and longevity, forming bridges across cell membranes, protecting them from free radical attack. Amazonian cat's claw suppresses the enzymes that degrade collagen and our skin matrix caused by oxidants and inflammation. It simply turns the switch off. The world's most studied collagen, plus activating the genes that make collagen, plus switching off the genes that break down collagen, has resulted in something the world has never experienced. The Bella Grace Elixir. Start your 30-day Bella Grace Challenge today. I am not frightened of these people. I, I've spent my life serving others, and, and I love my country. This thing is not gonna just slip away. They're not gonna take us without a fight. I'm gonna fight legally and peacefully and within the parameters of the Constitution that I've sworn to serve. But they're going down. These, these men and their high perch and their, their position of power and authority and are walking upon our entire history, our deepest core principles. They're not gonna get away with it. They have so far. We'll see. Powerful people in this country, they wanna make sure no one hears your, your voice. They want everyone to look at you like a far-right, crazy conspiracy theorist. Is that who you are? No, man. I'm a regular American man. I'm an investigator, police officer by background. I'm gonna continue to speak the truth, whether anybody likes it or not. You've always been controversial. I mean, even when you were in law enforcement, you did those uh, Crime Stopper videos that went viral. People loved them. You got a lot of heat for them too. 
The Gremlin Street Gang is responsible for hundreds of violent crimes, murders, armed robberies, witness intimidation, burglaries, drug trafficking, extortion, and brutal beatings. We've arrested 10 of these thugs and have warrants on seven more. You will be hunted. You will be tracked. And if you raise your weapon to a man like me, we'll return fire with superior fire. Darren Carter, you think men like these are afraid? Previously on The Pete Santilli Show. is a guy who was given uh, an attorney, of course, because it cost you $8 trillion to defend yourself against the federal government. He was given an attorney whose dad, dad's name was on the outside of the building. And this particular attorney uh, had a substance abuse issue, fell asleep, wasn't a very good attorney for Todd Engels. So no. he was forced to represent himself. No. And by doing that, um, he made the Harry Reid appointed, Barack Obama appointed, leftist brown robed La Raza judge, Gloria <laughs> Navarro, really, really upset. Yeah, and what yeah. did she do? Despite all of the evidence that exists that it was an entire fake, a fraud, a lie, a hoax, just like January 6th, mm -hmm. except on a smaller levels before uh, deplorables were identified, the Bundy Ranch protest and trials. It was all an operation. It was all an entrapment. But what did she do knowing full well that it was all a complete, based on a whistleblower's testimony, a fake and fraud line? She put him in jail for 14 years. Our name everywhere, and that's called the Dream 100 system. That was a system developed by Chet Holmes back in the day, a legendary business consultant. And so when I wanted to stop the Great Reset, um, I made a list of every single person I could possibly think of that needed to know that the models that said that 2.2 million people would die from COVID are false, that the polymerase chain reaction tests are falsely calibrated to inflate cases, that COVID-19 is 100% treatable with, with a budesonide, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, that the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015, and that the Great Reset is in fact their plan with RNA modifying nanotechnology under your skin, making it impossible for you to buy or sell without the technology under your skin. And so I made a list of all the people that knew President Trump, and I began cold calling, dialing and smiling, calling, texting, emailing, social media, and doing all the things you have to do until my brain exploded. And uh, every time I reached somebody who was actually awake to what was going on or was receptive to the truth, I put a spark next to their name, um, a spark indicating that they potentially could start a fire of a revival needed to save this country. And so that's how I started my whiteboard and then uh, Yahoo uh, News and others got a hold of it and thought it was maybe the center of the QAnon conspiracy movement. But at the end of the day, it was just a whiteboard and this is how I do every single business I'm involved in every single time. The Lloyd Austin's, dis is it a disregard? I think it's so it's 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 indicative of the entire culture of this chain of command. I mean, it's just a you know, it's a progressivism. It's a right, do what thou wilt type thing, uh, right? It's broken. It's broken. It's yeah. dysfunctional, and it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's by design. I think that we are now in a state where the U.S. military is misled 
and exposed to uh, not only fire from our adversaries, but the prospect of uh, catastrophic defeat, as we saw in Afghanistan, for example, on this man's watch. And this is a this is I'm afraid. Um, about as dangerous a time for all of that to be taking place as uh, I've ever lived through, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, I was in the Reagan administration when you know, we were supposed to be at the cusp of Armageddon. I, I'm much more concerned about the situation we're in today than that. Working Americans are important to me is a tagline I will be using throughout this entire campaign. I may not be qualified to be president, but a dramatic camera angle can make me look like a president. A president with the conviction to nod, the courage to point, and the experience to cram buzzwords into everything I jobs. Ideas, policies, morals. These are things I don't need. What I need is $2 billion. Here's the part where I gloss over important issues. Issues like education and making it uh, good. The economy and improving it by repeating the word jobs. And blah, 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 something to get votes from women and minorities. I have a five-step plan for making America better. Appeal to special interest billionaires and lobbyists behind closed doors. Raise $2 billion. Promise you earnestly that it'll be different this time. Get elected. Break all my promises to you and work tirelessly for the big donors who bought my presidency. Anytime I can pull a favor for special interest, it always gives me a huge donor. And at this point in my political career, anytime I can get a donor to last longer than four years, well... Every four years, Americans are faced with a critical choice, Clinton or Bush or someone else. Well, I'm Gil Fulbright, and with a big enough donor, I can be that someone else. I'm Honest Gil Fulbright, and I approve of whatever my marketing team has put into this message. Someone needs to stick it to those big talking phonies in Washington. Someone else. This campaign, it's not about me. It's about crafting a version of me that looks tough and rugged. A version of me that wears boots and jeans or whatever it is cowmen wear. A version of me that does hard work. A version of me that uses folksy idioms that make you forget that I'm richer than a stink-loving hog on a poop pile. I've been in Congress 20 years. I know what it takes to get nothing done. Doing the right thing. It's not always easy. That's why I don't. This candidate, he's just like you. If you're a Yale legacy with a Harvard Law degree who never passed the bar or won the approval of your father. I know the value of a hard day's work. 7.25 an hour. And I'll work hard to keep it that way. You know how the same party keeps winning their district over and over and over again? Well, 86% of elections are non-competitive due to gerrymandering. So to coast into office, all I need to do is focus on winning that primary, sometimes with as little as 8% support. So even though 92% of you might hate my guts, as long as I play ball with my party, look tough to my base, and take money from special interests, I keep getting elected, baby. 
till this November. You're going to fall for another big-talking phony who's all hat and no cattle? Or a big-talking phony who doesn't even know what that means? Car! Let's get cracking, America. I'm Gil Fulbright, and I approve this message. Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright, and I approve of whatever it is my wife is about to read off of this teleprompter. <laughs> Hi, I'm a politician's wife delivering a focus group message from what looks like the cover of Architectural Digest. I'm not behind a podium or out speaking with real people because as a prop, I'm best positioned in the home where I can conform to gender norms and exhibit aspirational family values. My practice smile should tell you all's well with the Fulbright house, while my lifeless eyes betray my disgust with my husband's backroom dealings with shady political co- You walk into this room at your own risk, because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. If you are ever somewhere and you all of a sudden see a 10, you know, and I'm just talking physical attraction, seeing a 10 is not an everyday thing. That's why they're 10s. You know, I, every women are beautiful, but you know, like just uh, objectively, like that's that woman makes a scene when she walks through a room Mm -hmm. and you see a 10 it's somewhere that they probably shouldn't, you wouldn't normally expect to see a 10. Like you're at a small town bar and you see like a supermodel walk in from Brazil you're like, okay, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, but we're in Akron. And then it doesn't all, make yeah. any sense. And like, then all of a sudden, they are very interested. We're in Hoboken. Yeah. Why is there a day? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're very interested in you. Yeah. Just know that that person is probably there on purpose. 
and they're very good at their job and they are trying to put you in a compromising position. And so honeypot. Yep. Honeypot. And I, I have found that the most common thing in Washington that is used to blackmail you for, and I, I can't, you know, with whatever organization it's from hmm. within our own government is honeypots within our own government. Yeah. So our own government agency is doing this. In order to have what, like leverage on a member of Congress? Leverage, yeah. I mean, you just saw that they, what, what the FBI just got a building bigger than the Pentagon built for them. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and then all of a sudden, think about it. Uh, Ten days before the vote was supposed to happen, it was likely it was not going to pass. Ten days before the vote was going to happen, they then, you know, a story got leaked. Things don't get leaked from the FBI. Um, a story got leaked that the FBI had been investigating a brothel in Virginia that is a very high class brothel. You know, it's $25,000 a night to get in and just all the, you know, elites that would go there and all these things. And it said several members of Congress are on the list. But if you notice, they didn't release the names of those members of Congress and what it was. And, it, you know, you can just take my word for it, right? but this is, this is my hypothesis is what it was, is they're basically saying, go against us. Don't give us this building. And it's going to be your name on that list. Man, and you're gonna have to prove the negative. You know, you're yeah, exactly. You better then, have an alibi, right? And then being in politics, you're not innocent until proven guilty. You know, you're guilty until you can prove yourself exactly innocent, right? Yeah, right. And so, you know, that's uh, that's kind of their their whole move. Do you, did you ever suspect? Did any check ever come up and hit on you? And you suspected they were honeypot? Oh, tons. Really? Yeah, but I mean, you know, and I can't always say like, oh, that was from the intelligence community or that was from, you know, China, China, or so like, we know that's real. Yeah, right? or like, was been, it like, that's like know, was that like was, that, was yeah. that from the Democrats? Was that from the Republicans? Sure. Was that from this group or that? There's so many groups that have interests in public policy. I mean, it affects literally 350 million people in the world, and then the rest of the world because of it. Yeah, seven and, billion people. In yeah, and so. I'm telling you, like these people are very creative and I've had a lot of women who I'm like, mm, that wasn't that funny of a joke. And you're laughing way too hard. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. And like, you know, I, 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 I accept that I'm a decently good looking guy. I got blue eyes, a decent jawline, but I also accept the fact like I'm in a freaking wheelchair and I'm like, I, I don't know why like three tens all at one time. are like, we should all go back together. And I'm like, no, actually, I don't think you guys are real. And then unpack that story. So that happened. Oh yeah, that's happened multiple times. But the, it was not so like DC. three women. Yeah, they're all smokes. All smokes. And shows. they come up to you and they're like laughing. Oh, yeah, and we're having like, a great time. We're having drinks. Tell me, up, tell yeah. me about. It. So, yeah, like, so we're at a bar. What happened? We're not in DC. We're in Texas. Okay. Um, at a bar, everything's going great. Um, I was speaking at an event there, so it was well known. I was in that area, and then I mean, you know, I can just imagine because I know how easy it is to follow, you know, political opponents around. You just pay like a PI, like. 500 bucks a day and they'll just follow them around and be like, Oh, they're here now. And so, you know, it's easy to be followed around. Like it's very easy to know where somebody is, especially mm -hmm. if they have a public name. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so I'm at this bar, everything's going great. And then I see a pretty girl. I was like, Oh, Hey, how are you? And then all of a sudden some other really pretty girl comes over and joins her and starts talking to me. And then another really, really attractive Did girl. They know each other. Yeah. They're saying they're all friends. Uh -huh. And then they're like, Oh, and then, but they're not trying to go back to their table. They're just staying around me. And I, you know, I, I'm sitting there talking to him. And then all of a sudden I just kind of look around and that, you know, I have a little fire alarm going off. It's like, these, all these women are way too attractive. It's like, well, ladies, I hope you guys have a great night. I got to get back and all this stuff. And, um, next thing you know, you know, they're like, well, why don't we all come back with you? 
and to your room. Yeah. And I was, I was just kind of like looked at him smiled and I was like, Oh, as fun as that sounds, I'm a man of God. So I got to get out of here and man, but I mean, but I guarantee like it's situations like that. It's like, no guy is that lucky. Like, you know, it's, it's all of these things. And they didn't even know I was a congressman. They didn't bring it up at all. So it's not like they were being like, oh, this guy's a congressman. They're like, oh, so a guy in a wheelchair with blue eyes. I mean, my blue eyes are great. Don't get me wrong. But it's not worth, you know, three smoke shows for whatever acts they wanted to do. And I guarantee, like, if you go and partake in stuff like that, you're going to wind up on the front page of something when you don't vote the right way. You're going to wind up compromised. Do you know other members of Congress that took the bait and are compromised? You don't know how to name them, but, like, do you, do you – I've seen guys, you know, get with really, really pretty women, and I, you know, you have the suspect, you suspect it, but yeah, yeah it's me. it was it's a messed up world. It was a ah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I wanted to uh, to open up the show uh, with that note from Madison uh, Cawthorn, who early on was trying to warn the public of the sexual perversion. Uh, within the 10 square miles of Washington, D.C., something we've always known about. I have off to my right here uh, the Franklin scandal, uh, the work of um, a former senior uh, high-level, um, uh, one, one gentleman with a reputation that is unquestionably, I mean, at the highest level of the FBI, Ted Gunderson, who tried to tip us off. Uh, to the satanic uh, type of, of cult that, uh, that runs our, our system, that abuses children, um, that is running our government. And this was decades ago. Uh, but now this, this, this stuff is, is bubbling to the surface. Uh, there can be no doubt about it. I mean, we, we have um, multiple occasions, like at the Pentagon, for instance, where... Uh, Pentagon officials, 5,000 of them, I have the OIG report, they, they were caught visiting uh, child porn websites, okay? This is now starting to make a lot more sense to me, but uh, the reason why you're tuned into the show uh, is because, ladies and gentlemen, I think everybody agrees uh, that everything that we've known up to these recent days, weeks, months, and now you know, since the 2020 election, uh, years, everything that we, we thought we knew, that we knew, not thought we knew, that we knew, uh, was basically told to us. And what we've been told is an outright lie. So here we are every single day trying to connect the dots, bring the truth to, you know, I, I learn right in front of everyone. That's, that's what it is. I'm not here to tell you what you should know. Uh, I need to openly admit that what I know was what I was told and what I was told was a lie. And in some cases, I, I would advocate and, and trust certain, you know, individuals and then try to, you know, I, I guess uh, recommend that everybody trust along with me. And I'm going to say the opposite. Trust absolutely nobody. Listen to and read everything you can get your hands on and only believe that which you've researched yourself, okay? And, and with that, the discernment, I believe the Lord's gonna lift the veil and allow us to go forward and make, make things right to the best of our ability while we're here. Uh, 
you know, uh, Frank Afney said it, said it yet yesterday, you know, if, uh, do we deserve, you know, the Lord's grace? Do we? Will, will he, will he punish us? He may. Uh, we've be, we, we, we become an immoral, corrupt um, nation. Uh, it is, you know, we have to make every attempt, of course, to, to make things right. But when we don't and we have such a huge... We have such a huge number of people that are doing everything possible uh, to force us uh, in the wrong direction. At what point does God intervene and say, you know, I've, I've warned you and you're not listening to my warnings. So let me show you who's in charge. And I think uh, I'm in a position now where uh, I'm beginning to accept his, his will. And if that's his will, it has to be, you know, so be it. But I'll tell you what, um, my patriotism, the flag uh, that I will wave on the other side of this thing. Right now, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fold it, fold it up, and put it on the on the shelf, and and honor those that have fought and died uh, for everything that our nation has inherited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it up on the mantle temporarily saying that those that have fought and died for everything that our nation has inherited deserve to be honored uh, and respected. And I think right now to encourage everybody uh, to, to be almost punch drunk, hung over with patriotism while refusing, re literally refusing um, to do what it takes to save our nation. We are in a state of, it's not even denial anymore. It's an absolute belligerent refusal. It's the truth, whether you like it or not. But that doesn't mean that I'm gonna, you know, I want everyone to feel a sense of hope that, you know, uh, as my, you know, I call my step, my stepfather, uh, said, you know, sat at the table and said, oh, you know, Peter, one man can't make a difference. And this is spoken by a man who was a member of the United Auto Workers Union, you know, that, that had to be part of, of that effort. But it, not, not recognizing the upper echelon uh, was just as corrupt as the entity that he, he was fighting with unity. But he said, one man can't make a difference. And I said, I'm going to spend the entire rest of my life proving what you said to be absolutely wrong and inaccurate. And it's quite the opposite. It requires one man, one woman with determination, making uh, their best effort to make a difference. And all of them together are gonna bring, you know, a positive outcome. That's the only way it can happen. Anytime you surrender to the collective, whatever the collective may be, it may be a collective, maybe a collective, you know, towards evil, pushing towards evil, or a collective towards good. You, you, you cannot expect that you're going to receive or you're going to 
achieve your full potential if only a percentage of you are carrying their own weight. I mean, I, I don't want to be part of, of that. I don't. I want to give within my space, with, within my life, within my family, within my domicile, 120%. And everyone to my left and my right in my neighborhood are going to benefit from that. I'm not going to say, well, you know, I'll, I'll just maybe I'll give 80% like the rest of everyone up and down the street. No. No. What, what, is that, what does that produce? 80% of what our full potential is. Deb Jordan. I'm going to turn your microphone on. Guess what? What? Uh, I mean, I, I have to be honest um, with you that that uh, that little rant right there mm -hmm. was not pre-planned at all. I had no idea I that I was going to say what I just said. But That's I'm listening to Madison Cawthorn. Yeah. I'm listening to you know to what Sean put in like that that ad, you know, <laughs> in the that state great? of politics in yeah. this in this in this world is. Mm -hmm. It is just such a filthy, dirty uh, uh, corruption yeah. that, that just needs to be gone, right? Um, mm -hmm. As in gone, as in not replaced. You know, we're not going to replace the pilot. Mm -hmm. We're just not going to do that. There, there is an entity and, you know, we can, we can go all the way to Satan. You know, some people satanically uh, influenced to do his bidding wittingly or unwittingly, right. uh, there is an effort, you know, to destroy the beautiful, beautiful designed by President Donald J. Trump, I might add, a mm -hmm. red, white, and blue jumbo jet Air Force One, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, it was beautifully designed, right? It is a beautiful, beautiful, you know, jumbo jet um, known as the United States of America that's being intentionally attacked and destroyed incrementally. One rivet at a time, one panel at a time, one door flying off in the wings, and and it, and it's under attack uh, incrementally, and the and the nose of the United States of America is headed right towards the deck, and and if the passengers ever figure out that the thing is being remotely controlled, that replacing the pilot. You know, if it's Democrat, they're Democrat, and replacing it with a Republican will not change the directory, the trajectory of the plane. It's just not going to. We they have us focusing on they, 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 the pilots, and that buys them one more day uh, to have us inch our nose towards the dirt. So the veil's been lifted for me. Mm. It has. I've connected a lot of dots. So I'm not going to focus. Listen, I've even, I've even gone so far as to say, and it's very uncomfortable for me to say it, uh, but, but my intuition tells me that when Cleon Skousen reveals what, you know, through the Communist Manifesto, uh, the, and by the way, the communists are used as an energetic entity 
to help advance a portion of the overall satanic agenda. It's just one piece of the pie. You got mm-hmm. the communists, you got all these factions. Right? And, and they're, they're all intentionally caused to, you know, to create chaos among them. The, you know, the communists versus the capitalists and, you know, right? And the Christians versus the Muslim. Just all of this division, uh, through that chaos, comes their order. We got yeah. it figured out. Human nature, right, mm-hmm. will naturally resist their opponent. You know, the left-right paradigm, the up-down, the, the, you know, godly versus the godless. We need to fix the plane. Uh, our survival depends on it. Yeah. And, and those that, that have good intentions and don't want us to crash and die will help repair the plane, not replace the pilot. And, and some of the passengers need to be thrown out of the plane without a parachute either because they're obstructing our efforts to make necessary repairs in flight. So, so where do we go? We go in a positive direction. Imagine what I just said, okay? That should be a sobering moment. It was for me. Should be a sobering moment for each and every one of you that that I have, we have, there is an entity that has been very clearly identified. Okay. You can go back. We can actually put names to it. I'll give you a name. His name was Frederick Douglass. One of the first. Okay. As an individual, forget about his color. Okay. At a time when slavery existed, one man broke away. He fended for himself and he realized that he could ascend and he did. And the establishment couldn't have that. My God, they tried to destroy him and he couldn't be destroyed. He kept pursuing his vision as an individual. He left planet earth as a free man, not as a slave with $300,000 in accumulated wealth, a black man that came away from slavery and the rest of the world. And this isn't an exploitation of, of the blacks, the black Americans. I'm not that way because I'll tell you what, there's a racist entity that will grab their token black person, okay? I'm talking about mm-hmm. the, 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 the spirit of, of the individual that can ascend by doing you know good things. You, people are born, you know, selfish, right? Uh, not everybody is born selfless, but when you learn your way through that and your mission is to help others through your example, right? To ascend and, and rise up as an individual and your contribution to everybody else as they watch on is that they, whether they be, you know, black, white, it doesn't matter that you can, you can in this country live the American dream and break away from it. They could not have that in Frederick Douglass. That example, it's not just, you know, a slavery thing. It's not. It's, it, it, it applies to just about every category of individual that must be kept down. The rich versus the poor, you know. You know, this, this thing that they say, oh, you know, eat the rich. You know, eat the rich. We want to promote 
you know, somebody becoming, you know, wealthy. Oh, we must tax, you know, President Trump. He needs to pay his fair share. Fair share? Are you kidding me? He's gone above and beyond, well above and beyond. Anybody around him to be a jobs producer and has produced more taxable income by the employees that he brings into his organization, he deserves to be rewarded, right, with mm -hmm. the tax benefits of write-offs. You want to go after $300,000 in taxes. Why? Because you produce nothing. You're a sponge. You're just a sucking leech on the productivity of others. And you want to go get $300,000 in additional taxes from a man that just generated $3 million in taxable income as a jobs uh, producer. Right. Right? Yeah. So... So, yeah, eat the rich. No, promote uh, the opportunity. I mean, my grandfather came to this country with $500 in cash in his pocket. And one of those old travel trunks filled with all of his belongings. And came here to live the American dream. And man, oh, man, that spirit has never left me. Has never left me. Mm -hmm. Ever. And how brave was your grandfather? He did that. In his later years. I oh, mean, he did. He fought in World War II. He left mm -hmm. fascism. He saw what that was. I mean, yeah. you know, my family members watched Hitler and Mussolini march in parades. Mm -hmm. They knew what that was and they left it. But they came to this country, the land of opportunity. As immigrants. And you know, that path to citizenship that existed. My goodness, what a great reward. That was where you could assimilate, make your individual contribution, mm -hmm. you know, not take any public benefits. My mom had three jobs, three jobs mm -hmm. as a single mom to take care of me. Three, never took a public handout. She'd come home. She'd be with me. She was very loving. I mean, I remember That was a flash of memory. Mm -hmm. One thing I always lived with was knowing that my mom, no matter what our circumstances were, that if times were tough, like at Christmas time, I would never, ever, ever be without, you know, like she would never want me to feel, you know, like we were living an unfortunate life. She would start Christmas shopping in February. <laughs> she would. Yeah. She would. Yeah. I was so overwhelmed, you know. You know, at Christmas time. There's things like that. I mean, I mm -hmm. I never and we didn't we lived in the hood. We lived in Sixth Avenue in Troy, New York. Mm -hmm. I've been back there before. It's very difficult to be I white said, you and fought, drive through. We looked that. up where your mother lived when she yeah. uh was raising you as mm -hmm. a single mother. Uh, we looked up the place. It's my, still there. You know, my mom. Right. Uh, over, um, mm. it's over a, uh, a department store, like mm -hmm. storefronts. Those kinds of apartments that were upstairs, the storefronts are downstairs, correct? My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, the memories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just literally welled up right there at the thought that the, of the feeling that I had ever since I was, can, can remember, four or five years old. I mean, mm -hmm. I literally remember very clearly you know at one time i got this uh 
I, I got uh, operation. I remember that board operation. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit too young for that, but I used to have my tweezers. But and you I would wanted do my, one. My operation. So and, and if I made a mistake, the, 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 the guy on the board, his light would, would light up. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was too traumatic for Give me. I'm like, I, I was like five and I'm like, maybe I'm too young to be in a surgeon, <laughs> you know, I, you know, right. Yeah. And, and then I had this, this, um, Popeye punching bag. I'm uh, five years old. I remember this. You probably my, love that. My mom would just be glowing with with such pride that, you know, she did this and, and mm-hmm. to give, to give me, you know, happiness. Yeah. Um, and, and that happened for years. I mean, yeah. she, we never went without no matter how poor. And we, I came from a very poor upbringing. I say very poor. What is poor? I mean, what are you is kidding poor? me? Huh? What is poor? We made our own macaroni. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my mom We freaking dad. rolled our own semolina on the freaking machine. <laughs> we used to go pick tomatoes, make tomato sauce. We're Italian, right? My parents were the same way, Pete. Mm. Uh, I think it's just indicative of Poor that, people ate SpaghettiOs out of a can. I didn't do that. Those were the poor people, <laughs> right? But we, you know what? I mean, my parents in 1952, they bought a big piece of land. Right. Oh my goodness. There was no mm. house on it. Mm. They had to clear trees from the fields. Yeah. All of those things. And a lot of people would say that I was raised mm. poor, right? But yeah. um it's a I don't know, it's a different kind of poor, I guess, because until I went to school and somebody told me that I was poor, I had no idea that I was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like till kids start picking on you about, you know, why well, you don't have that's, yeah. you know, you don't have new school clothes and well, I'm like, well, I listen, like this dress. Uh, do, do, <laughs> do me a huge favor, okay? Because we have yeah. important data coming out. I didn't even realize, wow, that rant went that long, but I'm, you know, I'm sure here after our data from the markets, we got CPI uh, numbers. Um, CPI, what is CPI? By the way, our listening audience, I want you to consider this, okay? If you go to Bloomberg and CNBC, they have to speak in a very sophisticated language in order to get really smart, you know, mm-hmm. middle income to upper middle income people. You got to lie to them in a very sophisticated way, right? Yeah. So they speak that gibberish over there, but it's all freaking lies. It's, it's literally all lies. Our listening audience has told the truth from our perspective. And guess what? It's the same language, the same data uh, that we that we speak of here. Uh, mm-hmm. Craig Winklewitz here watching those numbers. I'm I'm literally watching him uh, as he has probably I don't I don't know. He's got I know he's got more screens than me in front of him. But Deb, let me break away here, okay, for a couple of quick updates. I see your head turning as you're waiting in the green room. Good morning to you, by the way. Good morning. Good morning, morning. All right, you heard my rant, okay? And then you just heard my, uh, on the front doorstep of our our gathering here, um, that that our listening audience, so we're telling our listening audience, well, first of all, the, the truth, but the same information, okay, except we're telling them the truth. We're not trying to conceal, you know, the truth. But really, we have respect for the common man. Um, uh, and we'll speak in a steak and potatoes kind of language, as we intend to do. 
But over there at MS, uh, I'm sorry, at CNBC and Bloomberg, you got to have a little bit more of a sophisticated, you know, teen crumpet style delivery, you know, because these are smarter, you know, people, middle income, right? Uh, they're, may, maybe they got a 401k. Not a lot of people may have uh, been as fortunate to have a 401k. Uh, but what's the difference between them and us is we deliver the truth. They have to lie to them. And they speak in a language that you can't understand. It's almost exclusionary, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I think what you're talking about this morning is, you know, the foundational values of a country and, you know, the culture and the, you know, the, the memories and the, you know, all the things that make us the, the threads and the fabric of, of, of why we are America, why we are the U.S. And, you know, and the, uh, you got to wonder, you know, we have this border wide open, if that's, you know, are those people going to come in with the same kind of attitude of let's work hard and build something? Or is it more just they're coming in to take, you know, coming in to take? And, and that's a big question, right? I, I have to add just a couple of quick things here. And then I'm going to throw it back to you. And then we're going to go over CPI, right? Maybe uh, come back, have you come back in uh, because of the yeah. way we're set up. It's going to be really convenient, isn't it? Have you punch in? After the morning bell, see how the markets react. We're going to look at uh, CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index. But imagine this. My mom and the path by which they came through Ellis Island. I mean, they were literally on a boat. I was conceived on that boat, by the way. Watching the Statue of Liberty come in into the country. My grandfather spoke in broken English, the land of opportunity. But he came to this country and brought the whole family with sponsorships. And then you got a path to citizenship. They studied the Constitution. I was sitting at my table with my mom and she would tell me what she learned is her under her understanding of what the Constitution was all about, protecting our God given rights. And I, I, I didn't fully understand it. I didn't even read the whole thing. My mom read it. But I never read the whole thing. I went into the Marine Corps. They had such a sense of patriotism, uh, an understanding of what our country was built on, their path to legal citizenship. Uh, I mean, there, there were a lot of people that came to this country. We built, immigrants built the country, you know, and made a solid contribution. This thing that's going on down at the border, I mean, this guy, Mayorkas, I'm going to get to him this morning, but... This is, this is not the right way to go. Here's another thing. In the business world, business growth has to come. If it's real growth, you know, then, then everybody uh, reaps the rewards, okay? But if you're lying, cheating, and stealing, uh, you're, you know, against what your corporate charter is about to not harm the public, just trying to maintain shareholder value. I remember that that term, that our dedication was not to the customer when I was with Bell South. It wasn't to the customer when I was with Coca-Cola. It was shareholder equity. And to live over the prior year's numbers or the prior month or, right? You, I mean, people used to cheat. I didn't cheat. I had to work hard. I had to build relationships and I had to create true growth, you know, like when I was in charge of Coca-Cola's, you know, I was vice president of sales and I was in charge of the grocery stores in Southern California, right? And I wasn't just trying to 
lie, cheat, steal, and force, you know, uh, uh, manufactured numbers to, to outperform the previous year. You know what I did? I went into the Hispanic markets, built relationships up with Chewy from Cardenas, who had a lot of warehouse space, and I freaking wheeled and dealed. And I literally created, my numbers were so high over the prior year, they sent investigators to Southern California to find out if I was exporting Coke to Mexico, okay? It was like, hey, this is not normal. And then I had to take him to go meet Chewy. Joey's like, this is my guy right here. Every time he needs, you know, some sales, I, I got some, you know, some stuff in my warehouse. We sell Coca-Cola. Nobody, Mexicans don't buy uh, Pepsi. They don't. So, so here's my point. I didn't have to cheat. I built relationships and real growth. And I think that was a microcosm of something that's very, very wrong with, with our with the economics in our day. I mean, this is why we say overall there's an implosion, but this isn't just a negative thing. You need to understand, uh, like for instance, uh, people were struggling to make their numbers. I didn't struggle, I created real growth. You go out there, you don't say, oh my goodness, we're not gonna make it, there's a downturn in sales. I never, ever, ever had that in my system. I have that same spirit going forward here. How are we gonna get out of this economic mess? And, I, I'm not going to sit there, oh, my goodness, there's going to be a collapse. And, oh, our dollars. No, no, no. Shake that out of your head, folks. Recognize what it is, who's in charge. Recognize that they suck. They really, really suck. And we go forward. We go forward. We are such an innovative, high-spirited country. Seriously, you can literally start. I remember... Uh, I'm going to make one final comment here, and, and, and you can speak to this and take us to the CPI numbers. Do you remember in the 80s, the heyday of the 80s under Ronald Reagan, our country, the diplomacy, I mean, just we were up against the, you know, our mortal enemy, the Russian bear, right? Economically, you could literally start a business out of the trunk of your car. And I, in fact, did. I did. I built a business as, a, as an entrepreneur, as I always had. And it, that didn't come back until President Trump came back in. And what did they do to him? What, not him. What did they do to that philosophy of, of, of just bringing, you know, prosperity and economic security and prosperity to our nation? What did they do? Boom! They had to attack it. They had to attack it, didn't they? We have to bring that back. President Trump said it yesterday. I heard it in his voice. He said, they said it was going to take me years. He said, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to bring it right back. And he, in fact, will. You have to have that attitude and a whole bunch of people with you that are willing to do it. The consumer price index, all this inflationary stuff, um, they produce nothing. That's why they got to sink their hooks into everything, manipulate the numbers, right? cause inflation, which is a really a hidden tax. It's taxation without representation. What do our CPI numbers look like this morning? Yeah, so that's a lot there. The, uh, they, um, we came in a little hotter than expected. So this isn't fitting with the narrative of what the, you know, this, I, I can't say any of these numbers ever surprised me, but I question, I always question them. Right. We always have to question them. One, are they valid? Number two, what are the, what's the impact going to be? And in this case, you know, we had um, 
we had month over month numbers come in at 0.3%, right? And it was expected at 0.2%. We had core CPI, which basically excludes food and energy, right? Because those are two volatile components of the CPI. So we have all these things that add to costs and then we have food and energy and they're the volatile ones. So they extract those and they give us a core CPI number. And that came in at um, 0.3 versus 0.3. So that was pretty much spot on. So slightly hotter on the regular month over month CPI. And then the year over year came in a little hotter too at 3.4% versus 3.2%. It's that last one that we really have to question. Is that really a valid number? 3 point, you know, 3.4, 3.2, because we feel it in our everyday life, right? The costs are going up you know, in food and energy right now, energy's down quite a bit lately, but food costs haven't gone down at all, especially if you want to get good food, you know, and really, you know, instead of just even the processed food, everything's expensive. So that's the one we really have to question. Is that a real number, right? The month to month, okay, maybe these are valid numbers, the longer term numbers, I really do question if those are being suppressed. Yeah. Uh, and and that's that's the uh, I want to take that position to find out where they're manipulating the numbers because there's you know uh, any time they can give us a false sense of hope. Here's another thing: is that it's not just the government bureaucrats that produce nothing. By the way, when I'm in D.C. and I say I smell sulfur, also I look at the I look at the skyline and the landscape, and I always notice this, and I did again. All of these buildings that are there, not one smokestack, <laughs> not one smokestack. They produce nothing, but it's not just them. If you can uh, falsely inflate, then you can make a commission on whatever it is that you're, you're trying to sell up against positive numbers, right? So our listening audience needs to know this. These numbers are manipulated, but and market ultra, the stuff that happens outside of our perception, you know, hearing and seeing, you know, those are indicators that, you know, that you look at that really can't be manipulated. They can't right. be manipulated. That's, we try to focus on those things. They can't be, be manipulated. So when you say, you know, this might be, you know, these might be false numbers. This might be, might be manipulated. You're saying that based on your sensory you know, acuity saying, I don't know about this, right? Right, and so I have an opinion of, you know, based on all the things that you cover and, you know, that, that this, you know, Great Awakening is covering, right? The falsities, all those, you know, the lies that you've been talking about, you know, that Madison Cawthorn was talking about, you know, and mm -hmm. so all the falsities. And so we generally, you know, the, the beauty of the human being is we're able to, you know, discern, right? you know, the, the garbage from what's the truth, you know, that's, that's our goal in life, right? Is to figure out and stay away from the garbage and move more toward the truth. And so as we're doing that, you know, we, we accumulate this, um, this sense, right? Perception over time. And, and that's basically what I'm running off when I, when I say, you know, this number, the longer term number seems a little fishy to me. It's way low, right? As we know, as we can suspect, the month over month, I'm okay with that. If it's a little higher than expected, I, I kind of think that that's actually accurate, right? Is that it is that should be climbing higher. And that's what sets the markets up for problems going forward is at the end of last year, we had a massive rally in stocks. And like I've said a couple times in, in Market Ultra, and you know, I think I've said on your show a few times, it's probably the most intense move I've ever seen in, you know, 
25 to 35 years, 30, however long, you know, I've been doing this, right? It's, it's, it's the most intense move I've seen in such a short period of time. And that was mostly based off of the Federal Reserve saying, we're done raising rates, right? We're going to pause. And then we're probably going to pivot and start cutting rates into 2024. So they already had four to six rate cuts, right? Basically lowering interest rates four to six times going into 2024. And now with these higher numbers, it's going to be harder for them to do that. So the pause gets pushed out maybe into March, into you know April, May, June, right? So they're going to sit and wait on this data. And I kind of think that's accurate. So again, but, but that's all my perception, right? What I like to look at are the harmonics, right? And see like what's really going on. What is price action doing relative to these harmonic structures that, you know, we've, we've extracted out of the market, you know, after years of watching it. If we can take a quick look at one, the, the, the most important one I think to watch is the US dollar, right? We hear so much talk of that. And what we're really looking at is, you know, it's, as long as it stays below this, this zone up in here, right, this, this pink zone right up in there, as long as it stays below that, the bias is to the downside, right? And we know that. The dollar's under pressure. We have weakness in the dollar. Everybody's talking about the end of the dollar. I'm not convinced of that yet because if Trump does get in, if the Great Awakening happens, I think the dollar can fly, right? So I'm not totally convinced that the dollar's cooked yet. You know, that's my personal stance. But let's look at the harmonics and see what they're saying. Uh, right can now. I, can, I, can I interject? Do you mind? Yeah, okay. for sure. Jump in anytime. As a matter of fact, come back on screen. Look me in my beady eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Will you please do that? Here's the thing. Now you say that, and I have tremendous respect. You already know that. There, there's, I have tremendous respect for what you say. I'm your student of sorts, and I learn right in front of everybody. When you you said this over and over again, and 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 I and I have to resist my natural reaction to it, which is almost revolting. Like the dollar, you're you're convinced that the dollar is not cooked. This is what I'm looking myself I, as a novice. I'm looking at the central bank digital currency, right? The, the, the talk of the man that's taken over the BRICS, the head of the BRICS, which is Vladimir Putin. President Trump said that sanctions against Trump with, you know, with oil made him rich, helped fuel the freaking war. It was a disastrous policy against our adversary. Right, so that's on the oil side. This guy's now saying he wants to de-dollarize the world. That level of pressure with so many countries, a right, and decoupling from the trading of oil. I, I, I'm looking at that. I'm just looking at it, and then I hear, and then I and then I show up to work, and I hear you say, "I'm I, I don't think that the dollar's cooked yet, but it's it's a slow boil." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's stewing. Am I wrong about this? So straighten me out. Well, you know, I, I, nobody's wrong and nobody's right right now. You know, the dollar is in a, it's kind of stranded, right? So huh. we can look at, we can look at silver, we can look at gold, we can look at the 10 year note, we can look at these major, major markets, the dollar being the primary one. Yeah. And I'm just not convinced looking at the price action yet, you know, that the dollar is cooked. And so why is that? Why could that be the case? That's Number what one, I want to know. That's what I want to yeah. know. Right. So, so again, you have to, you know, we have to take a slightly, um, uh, you know, skate to where the puck is going to be. We have to kind of take a projected kind of a thinking here. And, and you can call it a little conspiratorial as well. But what I, the, the biggest thing that sticks in my mind is we see this populist movement going on around the world, whether we see, you know, down in Argentina, right? Or we see 
you know, in Taiwan, elections coming up this weekend, or we see Germany, right, you know, tractors in the streets of Berlin, or the Netherlands, you know, the farmers fighting back, you know, and, and we see an uprising here, it's just so far, they've been able to hold our economy up, right, with printed money to keep us pacified, right? That's my biggest fear is that people are being pacified here with the stock market rally. And it, they, they can pull the plug on this stock market in any given second. A couple people step up to the podium and this thing's cooked, right? They, they can destroy this thing within a half an hour if they wanted, right? That's how powerful the world is because we're, because we were used to that, we're trained, right? You know, ring the bell like Pavlov's dogs, right? So here's my thing on the dollar is if, if this populist movement really takes hold in the United States, we're still the leaders, right? We've fallen by the wayside. Look at the failures that are going on in the Black Sea, the Red Sea. You know, look at the failure that happened in Afghanistan. Look at the failure that's happened in Ukraine, right? Us funneling money. But this funneling money game is coming to an end, right? People are getting fed up with it. And so that, that's coming to an end, the funneling of money, right? You know, the, the restriction of money printing. And then, and so, Let's put in two major factors here. The, and this will fit with what you were talking about before. The innovation of mankind, right? So if man is allowed to let it rip, right, and innovate, that's a deflationary force, right? That's deflation, okay? So that means the robotics, the computers, the artificial intelligence, that all these things that we hear bombard, we're bombarded with all the time, that means every single human in the United States, 300 plus million people are allowed to be unleashed and not suppressed anymore. And they're able to take this technology and do great things with it. That's hugely deflationary. That means the cost of all goods comes down. We open up the Excel pipeline. We start pumping oil. We open up energy reserves that are sitting out there that they're keeping from us that we know new forms of energy or you know fission fusion we hear bill gates talk about this he's investing in it these guys hold this back for themselves right there's so many things that are being held back from us so one thing if we're allowed to innovate that's deflationary deflation is the work of god right in my opinion because that means people are allowed to unleash their god-given gifts bring the cost of goods down right through innovation and we turn this thing around fast right and that's what trump's talking about if we can innovate boom we're on fire now on the other side of that is you know if we go after the crooks not like in the french revolution but if we do go after the crooks right that have, that have suppressed us for 50, 60, 100, 200 years. It, it just depends on how you calculate it, right? I mean, you could say there's a lot of ways of calculating it, but we know the crooks have suppressed us and they've stolen, right? It's like 90% of all the stock assets are held by 7% of the population or 10% or something. So, and I'm not saying the 7 to 9% are crooks. It's the, it's the, it's the 1% of that 7 or 9%, you know, that are, that are the crooks, right? That, that just take and take and take, right? And so if we go after them, right? And we, and we just say, look, you're done. And we're repossessing all that money and the whole world's after you. There's nowhere to run and hide. All of a sudden we repossess that money, put it back toward the debt deficits shrink those immediately. I know that's, that's a little conspiratorial and that's not something that happens overnight. But if you take something like that, I'm just trying to paint another picture because if we're allowed to unleash the, the you know, this go, and this goes back to what you're saying, Pete, we will survive this, right? Unless we get a nuclear bomb dropped on us and that is becoming a greater and greater option as we see what's going on in Poland and them trying to use Poland as the, you know, the, the driver of this World War Three that they want, right? You know, we could go into that if you want, but they're clearly, Poland's been, it's a coup. They've been taken over and they're being used now to stir things up and brush. So if something like that happens, yeah, we're all cooked, right? And it's just, 
you know, you know, nuclear bombs flying, you know, across the oceans. But, you know, if that doesn't happen and if we're able to keep control of this, the deflationary forces are massive. And so if you think of what the Fed's doing to print, they're actually fighting this God-given spirit that's out there, the deflationary forces. They're in there printing because they know deflation is there. Deflation hurts that 1% of 1%. It doesn't hurt you and me. It doesn't hurt the masses, right? It hurts the 1% of 1%. They want inflation because that's how they steal. Right? That's one of the mechanisms of theft. So hopefully that, I don't know, why don't you know why don't based on what you've observed why don't you you know respond and then i'll you know if there's something else I, i'll respond back to that but i don't want yeah. to keep going no 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 this this is the most important conversation to have because you know listen uh a lot of i, I, don't, I don't care what you have if if you have only a thousand dollars in the bank and you live paycheck to paycheck that thousand dollars is actually much more valuable than somebody that has a hundred thousand in the bank well, depending on how much you're, you're spending, because it's all on a relative scale, you know, people that earn a lot of money are spending a lot of money. So that, that, that's also another factor. But the bottom line is everything that we have in value, okay, is literally trying to be stolen by another entity in every single case. So we have to analyze this. This isn't like an up or down, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We have to make a decision then if I have $1,000 in the bank, it's very valuable to me. I don't want to have 999 tomorrow and 998 the day after that and, and, and continuously decrease that. How can I stop that decrease of my 1000 bucks? It's worth a lot to me, you know? How can I offset those losses that occur, quote unquote, naturally through the theft uh, that's inherent in our system? So we try to give you the information, give you information that will allow you to say, all right, guess what? You just lost two bucks, but you gained five, right? Over here, because you offset it. You had a little bit of discernment. You made a decision on your own. Uh, and instead of losing $3, which the theft has already been done, it was taken. You, you took your money. Are you going to sit on the curb and, and cry about it? Or are you going to say, go ahead, take my three bucks. I just earned five. My net benefit is two. Have a nice day, right? Right. right correct yeah yeah and, and what i don't want to say is i don't want to mislead and say that our backs aren't up against the wall our yeah. backs are as up against the wall as they've ever been maybe even since 1776 maybe worse than that to be quite honest you know i think this we're in a worse situation than we were in 1776 and yes. what people don't forget is 70, 1776 was just the beginning it took us another what eight to ten years to win the war and actually truly gain our freedom and, and during that period of time, think of that window of time, all the theft, right? Think of all the people that were, you know, British loyalists who were setting up shop here, who were, you know, making the trade go, go about back and forth still between England and, you know, and, and what was to be, what was to become the U.S. They were fighting against the, the people they were living next door to because the wealth that was being flowed into them by the trade right so there was so it's never been a perfect world right and and again that was suppression right there was suppression all the way back then even as we announced our freedom and we were going to fight for our freedom and then as, over the next eight to ten years we actually fought for our freedom right there was still theft going on with people next door to us right and over time that gets weeded out you know people pass on new people come along right and you know and, and the game starts all over again but 
this is the first time when you've had the ability to communicate. You've had platforms like you have, Pete, you know, where you can reach out to people. And you don't need, you know, Fox, and you don't need Murdoch, and you don't need, you know, Ted Turner, and you don't need all these guys to come in and fund CNN and fund Fox. And it's just literally, I mean, a couple guys can come out and give an opinion, right, and, and hopefully change thought and say, like, yeah, I agree with that, right? Like, you know, if we get, if we unleash the spirit of all these people and, and really un unearth their god-given talents i mean we are massively deflationary and there's not enough money that can be printed to overcome that right so but remember why they're creating inflation because that's how they steal from us right that that's their goal that's their funnel right it's all a money funnel they have to take 300 think how hard that is to take 300 and some million people in the united states and funnel it down to a few people I could go on for hours on this, but you know, well, the, the, there's there's another factor. And correct me if I'm wrong, not to be conspiratorial. We already watched them work. But President Trump had an economy that uh, the populist movement, uh, right? He had a great economy, did he? Yeah. He was right. Okay, well, wh what way? I mean, how can you win against that business philosophy and that level of politics? reason two with the people the people are working as a matter of fact you could be a democrat and hate the red hats right it's, who cares you're working right and there's only one way to take that out and they use COVID. all right now i see another thing because this is what they do if you can't beat them you sabotage them that is always their methodology they'll literally pull money i've watched through an investigation in colorado right let's say a republicans winning and they're amassing all kinds of votes. They're popular. They look great. And the other person sucks. The Democrats say, uh, we can't beat this person. So what we're going to do is pull all our money out. We're not going to invest it in that Democrat that sucks. But what we are going to do is sabotage that Republican. We're going to recommend the top Republican campaign finance guy. And we'll let him in there, right? He'll screw up the books. And as soon as... You know, John Q or Joe Joey Congressman gets in office, we'll have him arrested for campaign finance violations, right? So I see this methodology where you're not going to be able to beat President Trump. So what we're going to do is set up an economic disaster, just like Herbert Hoover. He made this comment yesterday, right? Yeah. He said, and they try to pin a pigeonhole him and say, oh, you want the economy to do terrible? You know, he wants to, the collapse to happen on Joe Biden's watch. Why? Because guess what? They are literally strategically timing the collapse to show up on President Trump's front doorstep. Are they not? Well, so I think they, they we, what we know is they clearly want my, my point is, I'm sorry to interrupt, Herbert Hoover him, okay? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, Hoover, Hoover, his memoirs are unbelievably interesting to read. You know, I mean, one of the things that sticks out from Herbert Hoover's memoirs were, you know, he said, you know, it was like, a, you know, this was what he had to deal with. When it got dropped in his lap, he said, you know, the seas were like a tempest, tempest seas with, you know, cannons on the deck of the boat. And, you know, so think of this ship, you know, floating around, you know, just getting tossed and turned and these cannons on the ship. <clears throat> firing off and nobody knows where anything's going. And that's what Herbert Hoover was left with, right? And he talks about this in his memoirs. I mean, very fascinating guy. And, you know, seems to me to be a great guy, you know, to be quite honest, based on everything I've read from his memoirs. But, 
But, the, you know, the beauty of all this is, though, Pete, is like, look at what Trump did, right? I mean, he came in and he took, so I look at the futures markets, just a quick recap. Futures markets are looking into the future. That's where they get their name, right? It's a future price. So you can lock in, you know, a price three months, six months, nine months, 12 months out it, today, right, based on where you think things are going to be, right? So with that, Right, the futures markets were not minus $40 a barrel, right? That's what Trump did. He took crude oil to negative $40 a barrel, right? After we go through Afghan, you know, Iraq one, Iraq two, and we see these spikes in oil and, you know, these scams, right? Of oil, oh, there's no oil left, right? And we hear all this stuff. He took crude oil to negative 40. That means if you had a bathtub big enough to tuck away some crude oil, they would pay you $40 a barrel to take that oil if you could store it, right? Mm -hmm. Think of, just think of that. I mean, I laugh every time I think of that. I mean, you talk about pulling the, you know, the emperor's clothing off, you know, naked emperor running around. I mean, the emperor was naked that day. I mean, Trump was the little kid who said, look, the guy's naked, you know? I mean, that's where we, we're living in the, the emperor with no clothes, right? That's the world we're living in, that, that, you know, that old, you know, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's hilarious. That's exactly where we're at, you know? The emperor has no clothes, but he think you know, he acts like he does. And that's what we're seeing with this Biden administration, right? I mean, I'm probably setting myself up for, you know, attacks, but who cares at this point? We might as well have fun with it. That's what this administration is. Look at Lloyd Austin. I mean, the guy's just MIA, right? He's just gone. No, I mean, not, the emperor has no clothes. The emperor has no clothes. Not just MIA. General Flynn said it yesterday. As he said, he said something very carefully. He said, when I was with the administration, I was read into the procedures by which we handle the football, the nuclear codes. In that chain of command is the Secretary of Defense. And his willy-nilly approach to declaring that his successor in his absence was somebody that was unqualified to be doing that without the public's knowledge, without the chain of command's knowledge, is a straight-up violation of national security. He must be removed, right? Removed just for that that negligence that is the one of the craziest things the nuclear football is in jeopardy because this guy says oh i need to go i don't what was he doing i have no idea what he was doing we didn't find out about it until well after you know yeah and so that goes back to your question of can they orchestrate when this thing collapses i mean they can but what's going to be the cost to them? I mean, at some point, you know, the emperor's the emperor. Think of him; he's out in the middle of the, you know, you know, he's, you know, think of the Capitol building, right? Like, you know, that big open, you know, the the what do they call it, the plaza or the the big open brick area, right? I mean, the emperor's standing out in the middle; he's naked, right? There's nowhere to run, you know, and that's where we're at, you know. So, are they gonna? They, it, they're getting exposed, right? Slowly but surely. The question is, you know. Are, when are they willing to make that move and just run for the hills? Because that's the only thing they almost have left is a run for the hills, right? And that's why you see these bunkers being built, you know, all these people, you know, uh, what's his name, you know, Zuckerbuck, you know, he's out there building his thing on Hawaii, you know, he bought half a lanai or something like that. And he's building his, you know, and he's supposed to have like ships out there protecting. I mean, these people yeah. are insane. They're nuts. So I guess that's my thing, right? Back to back to the markets a little bit is, you know, I just laugh every time I think of what Trump did. Okay. He dropped crude oil to negative $40 a barrel. And that's just hilarious. It's hilarious. Mm. Yes. You know, there's, I mean, it's just everything. Uh, you know, as I said, I described it. Uh, do you like my analogy, by the way? It's a jumbo jet, right? It's being remotely controlled. It's painted red, white, and blue. It's called the United States of America. And... 
they uh, know that psychologically, if they can just keep us busy, remotely controlling it and, and, and setting us on a course, on a trajectory where the nose of the plane will be hitting the dirt, right? All they need to do is to convince, get all the passengers arguing in the back that if they replace the pilot, you know, that they won't crash. Well, they're also intentionally sabotaging. They're firing, uh, you know, rocket propelled grenades at it, missiles, you know, uh, surface to air missiles, planes flying off, the rivets are popping, the freaking doors going. The thing is falling apart and it's headed towards the dirt. But if they can keep us occupied talking about replacing the Republican pilot with a freaking Democrat pilot, that that is going to save us. And it's not. And, and it's and it's not. Do you like that analogy? Because yeah, because we need to focus on the system. First of all, we need to know how the system is manipulated. And when your policies are terrible and you say, hey, everybody, come on up from South America. You know, when you encourage people to do that and you leave the border open and nobody's getting deported. What does that cause? That causes a tsunami. That is an intentional destruction of the plane, right? Well, guess what? What's worse right now? The Democrats destroying the plane at the border or the Republicans that are doing nothing? You're, you're swapping out pilots. They're doing the same thing, right? They're destroying our country. This immigration policy is terrible. The economic policies are absolutely awful. You know, like, you know, the old argument, the Democrats want the government to fix our problems and the, and the, and the Republicans want the free market to do it. Both of them are corrupt. Yep. And with all that, I can't disagree with any of that. And I like the analogy, you know, with all that, the dollar doesn't fall apart, right? It, it should look, these markets can react so fast. I mean, if, if all of a sudden, Right, you know, we got word, right? If it hit the news wires right now that, you know, something broke loose in Poland, right, which is clearly a hot spot right now. You know, we've got it's clearly a hot spot. And you know, here's the thing, you know, if you if you want something to look at, go and try to find articles on Poland, because this is a big deal right now. It's being set up as the you know, the goat, right? I mean, this is they're trying to use it again to to you know uh, spark fears between Russia and U.S. and NATO and this stuff. That being said, if something got fired off, a dirty nuke or something happened, right, the markets would react instantaneously and the stock market would plummet, you know, based on perceptions, right, just fear. Everybody would panic, right, and the market would just plummet. Biggest down day in the stock market. That can happen in seconds, right? So when the dollar is getting hit, just, you know, think of it like this, you know, uh, you know, well, I mean, you know, think of it like Jesus, right? Why don't I go to the best analogy in the world? I mean, here's Jesus carrying the cross down the pathway, right? And people are just throwing sticks and stones and words and spit and throwing everything at him, right? And he just keeps walking right down the path, you know? I mean, I'm not trying to relate the dollar to Jesus, but I mean, it's to, I can't come up with a better analogy than the fact that we are throwing everything we can at this thing and it just keeps on marching on, right? It hasn't fallen apart yet. Okay, now if it breaks, you know, and I'll flip over real quick. I mean, if it breaks, right, I have this level here, you know, and I'll be in the camp of a dollar falling apart. If it breaks this area down in here, this 99.81, okay, all of a sudden that's a big psychological level, right? It's a harmonic structure, right, for me, you know, and I'll be in the camp of, okay, it's probably going to 95, right? Mm -hmm. 
on the basket. But right now, look at it. I mean, it's just kind of hanging on, just trading sideways through here, holding above the halfway level. It's starting to remind. You know, you know so, so in my, in my opinion, opinion that's, that's the truth, right? right? We are going to everything we can to stop. You know, oh, we're going to set up our own currency. currency. They're going to destroy the dollar tomorrow. tomorrow. You know, you know, it could happen. happen. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, look, I'm, I'm all ears, right? I, I am all ears all the time. You know, you know, trying to absorb all this stuff, but it hasn't happened, right? The dollar continues to hang in there, right? They're throwing everything they can at the dollar, and it doesn't fail yet. You know, look, I know we're going to move to another currency. We are going to move these currencies are going to be animated. Stay with me. Stay with me on yeah. the thought. You just touched on something, okay? And uh, this is my uh, my common sense. I don't know. I'm dumb as a box of paper clips, right? So imagine that. So I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, oh, uh, you know, we got to fix the plane, the jumbo jet, right? Like the door just fell off. Let's freaking patch it up. Let's 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 put it together, right? Um. And, and, and I just spoke of the conspiracy theory, how they convince everybody swapping the pilot out buys them more time. But set that aside. The jumbo jet, the door's flying off, freaking firing missiles, wings are flying off. And I'm thinking, okay, we can patch this up. You know, put your finger in the hole. Uh, let's get some uh, Gorilla Glue, made in Cincinnati, by the way. Um, and let's fix the plane, right? And And then... Come to find out. Hold on a second. I got the CIA calling me. Stand by. Hold on. That's right. I don't like what we're saying here, Pete. Huh? <laughs> I don't like what we're saying here. They're yeah. So, all right. So, here's the deal. You check this out, right? So, I, I try to fix the plane, right? And uh, and I convince like half of the people on the plane, like, hey, guys, guess what? Let's let's freaking let's get our wrenches out. Let's start. Fi let's fix this thing. Let's freaking put put blankets up over the holes, right? And and all of a sudden, some people on the plane are like, mm, um, mm, "We got parachutes. We're bailing out, and we're in the business of selling bigger, more expensive, shiny new jets, right? What incentive do these people have? Because you know the system needs to be fixed." Wall Street, for instance, can fix certain things. But if they're going to be making much more money on the other side of a collapse, what incentive do they have to fix the dollar that's in jeopardy? What incentive is there to build a relationship with, you know, Saudi Arabia or to tap into our our uh, our, our uh, strategic, you know, oil reserves? What? His audio is messed up? Is that true? I'm just finding out about this. His audio. Let me hear your audio. Yeah. Is that okay? Can you hear me? I, I don't know how that works. Is it on Rumble only or is it on both? How, how's the audio? You guys, I'm sorry about the audio. I just found out about that. That's okay. Our back line is, is messed up. But Craig, do you understand my point? Like, we know things need to get fixed. The powers that be, they're in place in government and in big business. Okay. If they're going to be rewarded on the other side of this intentional destruction of whatever it is, right? They have no zero incentive to, to fix things. They don't, right? Because they're going to make more money on their, the other side. Well, and I think this goes to, you know, we talked a little bit about this with Dr. Kirk earlier in the week. And, you know, and, and a lot of people have covered this, but we're coming to the end of a regime. Are we okay on the audio? 
You know what? I was just told it was perfect. And Deb uh, said, did you do something? And I did absolutely oh. nothing. <laughs> okay. Nothing. So anyways, uh, I yeah. just made a very minor tweak, but go ahead. We're doing good. Okay. So um, let me pick up my train of thought. What were we, I, you know, uh, okay. Uh, we know what needs to get fixed. We're, oh, we're yeah. actually going to be the recipient. We're the ones that are going to take all the losses. They take all the profits, right? Uh, on every, in every scenario, um, they are conspiratorially, they're causing the chaos and collapse, you know, because they got their new climate change agenda. You know, what incentive, and everybody needs to know that things need to get fixed. Stop screaming at the people that caused the friggin' problem and stop expecting them to fix it because they're going to be making more money on not fixing it. There's no incentive to fix it. So that's a dilemma, is it not? Yeah. Well, that's right. There is no incentive to fix it. it. And I think, I think part, part of the whole beauty of this is just exposing how broken it is. And, you know, you know there's, there's so many, many things we can go into, but, you know, Trump, Trump did such a great, great job of exposing, you know, you know so, so many, many things, things just, just methodically, you know. You know? And, you know, you know, it, it is in our hands to fix it now, but, but what, what does, does that mean? mean? You know, it's, you, you see these people, you, know, you see all these little groups forming, you know, you know against, against, you know, you know election, election fraud or against, you know, you know um, now, now, not much has just happened in the financial industry, right? Because right? I, I think it's voodoo. You know, you know I, 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 I see it and I watch, and I think financial industry is at center of all this because that's, that's how they, they, that's that's what they, they use to manipulate control things, things for so long. Um, so, so I don't, I don't see, see the regulation going on. I mean, I see, you know, and I'm going to really fire things off here here against it. But I watch him sitting here, you know, fiddling around with this cryptocurrencies and the ETFs and that whole thing. I mean, I've, I've studied this guy's career. I mean, this guy just disgusts me. You know, he's just disgusting to me. I, I you know, but, you know, and so there's nothing going on from the SEC side. There's nothing going on from the FINRA side, you know. And we look back to who was that congressman, you know, the, um, you know, he was the guy behind, uh, I won't get into that because that's just going to open up trouble for me probably. <laughs> yes, there's not much incentive to fix it. And, you know, but there's a ton of incentive for all of us, right? And that's where we're at. You know, we're at the point where there's a few who, who don't want it fixed because they love it. And they want, we're, we're approaching the end of a system, right? That's the thing. We know we're, there's no doubt about that, right? I mean, these two lines are converging, right? And we can see them coming together, right? That's the thing. There is a convergence of the end of a system. Look, we can't keep running debts like this. It just makes no sense, right? There's, you know, none of this stuff makes any sense, right? So we know we're coming to the end of a system. The question is, are we going to wake up in time to stop, you know, them suppressing, depopulating, you know, controlling central bank social credit scoring, right? All these things, we NACs, we talked a little about market ultra, you know, all of these things that are just, you know, Autonomy, bodily autonomy, all these things that we see going on. Are we going to get there before them, right? And are we going to get controls of the switches that say, yeah, we can fix this thing? That's the race right now. The race is, and can we thwart off any, you know, false flag attacks that are going to cause civil wars? I mean, I'm amazed that we haven't seen civil wars yet in this country, to be quite honest. With all the shenanigans that have gone on, I, I'm, I'm really shocked. And I'm actually proud of mankind for not, I don't know if it's laziness, or if they're just observing, right, and they've been kept in check because the economy's held in there. Now, if you drop the stock market, it's going to break loose, right? You know, you start taking people's money, 
you start taking stuff from people and they start losing their homes, they start losing their jobs, they start losing money, their 401ks or 101ks instead of 201ks, something they haven't seen before. Oh, can you, imagine, can you imagine if they woke up tomorrow and you started hearing, well, everyone, we're going to do a lockdown, 14 days to flatten the curve, people will snap. What we went through economically. I remember the kid that got let go from the pizza joint crying as he's walking down the street and everybody came awake to it. They try with something like that again, people will snap. You said, we get a downturn like that. You, do you take food off people's tables like you did last time? Uh, and people are gonna snap, they're gonna snap. And I think they, yeah. they, they recognize that. But all right, so here we have uh, the opening bell that comes at what time? Uh, so, so yeah, this, so this is the opening bell for the stock market. The cash market basically opens up at 930. The futures markets trade 24-7, you know, so they've been open. So the reaction so far is, you know, pretty modest. Um, gold is holding pretty steady, down just a little. Um, the dollar is holding steady as we took a quick look at. Um, the stock market, let me flip over real quick and we'll take a look at stocks. Um, so right now we're keeping an eye on this S&P 500 just because this is kind of the bellwether. This is the one. That, so think of it a little bit like an anchor. We can look at the NASDAQ. We can look at the Dow, but they have their issues. The S&P 500 is a nice broad measure. So it's kind of the bellwether. Um, when we're just looking at markets in general, you know, there's 500 stocks in there. So it's harder for it to be skewed and, and um, uh, um, conf confused. It's a little less chance of being confused so the point is you know you can see all these reactions this was a big level all the way through here for us um you know this halfway harmonic and i'll i'll just throw a line up there throw this up there this was a big big deal right here and it's you can see all the times it's tested it i don't know how well you can see it but these pink dots are all the tests of the halfway harmonic so we've got one two three four five now we're above it we're testing the six eights harmonic which is right up in here right and that's what we're watching right is is this thing going to um is this thing going to complete right this would be our target up here i've got that marked um you know right there right that's that would be our target so that would complete the harmonic that would be great i'm looking for either silver to complete on the downside the s p to complete on the upside right the, 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 we have a signal in the dollar, which I haven't talked about, but it is 99.81. So if we saw 99.81 in the dollar, at that point, we start to get something we can lean against, right? Right now, we're kind of on the cliff on all these markets. It could go one way. It could go the other way. It's not, um, you know, dollar right now is trending down. S&P right now is trending up. It's above the halfway harmonic, right? So it's moving toward that target. We'd love to see something complete so we have some sort of um, reference point, right? That's what we're looking for is a reference point to lean against. If we get some of the, if we get a reference point and we see that it reacts there, now we can start to make, you know, uh, judgments, I guess, or, you know, claims or, you know, um, theories, right, on what we think could happen next. Right now, we just have to go with the fact that the S&P trend is up and that's that, you know, and so we'll see what happens on the open. Right now, things look like they've recovered from this, you know, from the CPI data, we'll get, um, do we get anything else on the day today? Um, on the rest of the day today, we get, um, now tonight we'll get China CPI, right? The, tonight at yeah. 8.30 PM, we'll get China CPI, yeah. we'll get China trade balance. So those will, and, and US denominated trade balance. So we'll get a couple numbers tonight and then tomorrow we'll get 
GDP in Britain, and then we'll get core, CP, core PPI in the U.S. tomorrow at 8.30. So that'll be the follow-up to this. It's a little bit up the channel from CPI. So it'll give us another read on what the what the inflation numbers are. That's the producer's right. side of it. So what I want you to do uh, as we conclude this segment, all right, and we went above and beyond here, and I'm glad we had the conversation, and I get so long-winded. By the way, anyone ever wonder why I have to do a three-hour show? Because I'm so long-winded. Uh, no. Uh, listen, it's a long formatted show. These are important conversations at important times. I'm going to tell you that what is being forced upon you, okay, uh, understanding where the PSYOP is. Every person hearing our voice right now needs to know that you need to keep your eyes on what's going on here. Because it's it's about to fall out. The fundamentals of the economy are not sound. You will be impacted by it. They will take the profits. You take the losses. Every person has a dog in this fight. If you hate charts, you hate numbers, you hate the conversation, you need to force yourself to look at it. Okay? Is that not why we decided to do this? It is. That's exactly why, Pete. And so, you know, we try to keep it simple. I could, you know, we could sit here and talk about, a, a, I could add a hundred variables into the mix, right? The thing I love about the harmonics is though, it keeps it simple. I mean, it's like a cartoon, right? Above this level, it should continue higher. Above that level, okay, we got to talk about this. What's going on in the news, right? So I look at these harmonic levels and then I try to put the news, layer the news on top of it, if that makes any sense. I try to put structure to it so that I'm not fooled and propagandized, right? I try to let this let the truth right which i believe is in the harmonics right come out then apply the news back to it so you'll see an ultra pete and i do we, we've created this breakout room you know called ultra so you can get in there if you'd like to you know get more of this it's ul text ultra to 844-837-5132 and in there, we're going to start doing more videos, short videos. We, we try to recap the markets. We've done a pretty good job of it. It's just me right now contributing to it. And we've actually had a couple people who've done some contributions in there, which I love. I, the more we can get contributors, that's great, you know, because I love ideas, you know. Yeah. With yep. that in mind, you know, we, we do more of that in there. And, and you know, and, and that's that's where we can dig a little bit deeper. And we're going to start doing some videos in there too. So it'll make it easier. Our goal is to make this as easy as possible, right? To understand what's, what we believe is really going on. Again, it's your opinion. You have to make your own decisions, but we'll do everything we can to make it as easy for you as possible. Yet fun. I mean, hopefully fun. I mean, hopefully learning. We're in the most interesting times in, I think in history. You know, it's just fascinating. It is fascinating. And, 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 and again, like if you ever thought to yourself, why are we not covering it? We're going to get to Hunter Biden, by the way. You, you think there's no civil war? You watched it happen yesterday on the floor. Of, I mean, it, it, politically, uh, the chaos that's created there and the implications there are, are something we're going to discuss here momentarily. But yeah. where they're telling you to look over here, shiny coin, shiny coin over here, we're going to look right over here. Because I'm telling you, they're going to be timing this thing. They're going to try to Herbert Hoover, President Trump. It's very dangerous that he's this high up in the polls. They can't even arrest him. They already know this. They can't even arrest him. You know that, right? Before the yeah. election. They've already passed that point to where he has appeals. He'll be out on appeals. He'll be able to appeal it all the way to the, the Supreme Court. Any criminal conviction could come. He could start a trial today, have a conviction tomorrow. He'll be on appeal for five years. Right? Yeah. So yeah. they cannot arrest him. Uh, 
Yeah. So what do they need to do? Well, destroy our country. Make us. I mean, they're they're literally going to sabotage his entire four years. They're going to try to provoke us. They're going to try to provoke us. Don't no, be provoked. And, and that's why I watch what's going on in Poland. That's a very very hot spot right now. I, I we'll cover it in ultra. We're going to do that on tomorrow morning. We're going to do it. Hopefully, we're yeah. going to do that session. We'll Let's do Poland in the morning and. uh Thanks. By the way, do you do you like the way, ladies and gentlemen? Let me just talk shop real quick. You like the technical setup and the way we have this feed coming through better? You like it? Like versus because Zoom sucks. Do you like it, uh, Craig? Yeah, I think this it looks clear. I mean, you, I, I think I can see myself better on the screen. I don't. Oh, that's great. That's good. All right. All right, Craig. Thank you uh, for joining me, uh, Deb Jordan. Um, let's, uh, th thank you, sir. Are, are we good? Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're great. Thank fantastic. You. Have a great day, everyone. Yep. Have, have a great day. Deb Jordan, Deb Jordan, Deb Jordan. Yes. Okay. So we're forcing ourselves because everybody's covering and we're going to cover the huge news. And we're going to get to this here momentarily. Mm -hmm. All right. We, we are going to do it. Um, but I'm going to also, uh, tell everybody. And Deb, can you please advocate for me on what I'm about to say here? Okay. okay. Um, I've been on a pretty good kick in the pants as mm. to try to stay healthy. Haven't I? You have. Hmm? Right. Yes. You've been uh, doing very, very well. Yes. And, you know, I don't need expando pants. Remember <laughs> what I said I was going to hold off? How much weight did I lose through my, through my fasting effort? Um, you lost about 30, 35 pounds. Yeah. And you know, I, I've maintained here with, uh, not necessarily cheating. I just want to make sure that I eat healthy mm -hmm. and I have to get some exercise. Well, after that's you not do happening. something like that for 21 days, you got to take a little bit of a break, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, and, yeah. and, and there's some things that, uh, there's good and bad stuff. I'm trying to balance it out. Here's what my objective is. You want to know what it is? It's to, mm -hmm. uh, to get into fighting weight okay mm -hmm. i'm selecting sponsors that our viewership is going to benefit from we have to get in fighting weight yeah. we have to um you know <clears throat> i heard a conversation it was really important all right mm -hmm. when elon musk launches a rocket into orbit how many sensors does he have do you think on that thing as to how it's doing the pressure and the Oh my God! How many sensors on that starship that's that's being launched? How many? Thousands. There's thousands you know, I would of sensors. Say it would be like right. Uh, you more you, than you could count. You I know. Think. I'll have to look that up. You that's know when something is going to go wrong mm -hmm. by the millisecond. You know yeah. it's coming. It's going to go poof right. Yeah. In the sky, and then people even cheer. They're like, "Yay, we made it past the tower!" And then they I got know. the sensors that and boop, so boop, boop. Okay, yeah. now when you launch into life, how many sensors do you have that are going to give you early indications that something's going wrong? How many sensors do you have? What? Zero. You don't think you have any at all? Yeah. No. Listen to me. Uh, like cancer advances. How many people do you know are level three? You know they're in uh, four. You know, you know, yeah. uh, they're in stages Before third and fourth. Yeah. It's it's too late by that point. Mm -hmm. Did you know that you could go in and find out, you know, what's good and bad in your system with early indications? No, mm -hmm. no sensor. So with that in mind, okay, since you don't have that sensor, right, you have mm -hmm. to do certain things. 
Right. Um, you know, digestive issues, for instance, you have to manage in the way you consume it. I'm doing, you know, I did the, uh, the 21 day fast, right? Cleaned out some of the stuff in my system. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, when you have mm-hmm. digestive issues, you've got, uh, uh, potential toxins in your system, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that healthy foods thing, right? I'm trying to figure out, by the way, everything I know about foods, uh, I've been lied to. Okay. We've been lied to. I mean, we sure. literally have been lied to. And sure. that's why, ladies and gentlemen, um, there is a potential a toxin, right? Causing digestive issues, according to Dr. Gundry, uh, who I've done extensive research with, right? Mm-hmm. He's a world-renowned cardiologist. You know, he's like, I'd say he's like the modern day, uh, do you remember Dr. Adkins? The Adkins craze? Sure. Yeah. My other one is Dr. Miller, right? I wish I could get Dr. Gundry on, right? Well, um, but, Adkins is still, uh, you know, it's keto is what it is. Right, but Dr. Adkins. Dr. Gundry, all right, made, mm-hmm. he's a world-renowned cardiologist. And uh, there are warning signs, right, uh, that include, you ready? Here are some of the sensors that you were referring to. Weight gain, fatigue, digestive discomfort, mm-hmm. stiff joints, and we're having to balance all that out. Even skin problems, right? We talk about, you know, oh, Bella yeah. Grace. Dr. Gundry uh, explains these side effects are often mistaken for normal signs of aging uh, because digestive issues develop uh, over a matter of years, you know, before you can figure out what's what's going on, sometimes even decades, right? Like me, you, you fall off the wagon. It, 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 the yo-yo stuff that I do mm-hmm. with aging, right, causes the yo-yo because you can afford to make a few mistakes when you're 22 and built like freaking sure. like, a, like a, right? And everything's pinging the way it should. Yeah. Yeah. You you can fix those problems. You can reverse that stuff. You can. That's what I have learned. doesn't matter how old you are. You have to identify. You know, that sensor isn't pinging you, but you know through the early warning signs um, of digestive issues. So, Dr. Gundry, you can easily fix the problem within your own home, right? It's very simple. Just have to know which foods are actually healthy and which contain this potential toxin. There's a toxin, all right? There is. Um, You can go to... Um, and I'm going to give you a website where you, where you can go visit this information that Dr. Gundry is going to give you. And I want everybody to do this. You ready? It's not across the bottom of the screen. All right. I'm going to give you this site that I want you to go to. CIA is calling me again. Of course. It's gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Pete. That's gut cleanseprotocol.com forward slash Pete. All right. After years of research, Dr. Gundry has decided decided to release uh, an informative video. It's there. If you go to gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Pete, and you know that with bioptimizers, right? Uh, with bioptimizers, you know that I went on. When's the last time you heard me mention bioptimizers? When I said I was going to do my thing. I went into weight loss. I want to practice what I preach. I am a 
living, breathing example of what I'm recommending. For what purpose? Get ourselves set right. We've been lied to, right? Let's know that there's no sensors there. We can take corrective action. And I want everybody to live a little bit longer, right? Yeah. Not too much longer because if you, you give the elite, you know, the inside scoop, they might live longer and do even dirtier deeds over an extended period of time. But, you know, yeah, I said, right? Right? Imagine <laughs> not too long thinking? ago, people used to die at 30, 40 years old. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Have you ever been to Washington, D.C. and seen the old buildings that the doors are like, you know, uh -huh. I mean, you know, I'm not tall. I mean, I'm, I, you know, 5'11 and three quarters, like almost six foot, but I'm built like a, like a fullback. I mean, think right? about it. My, when the my doors mother, were shorter. When I mean, my mother was born mm -hmm. right in the depression, mm -hmm. right? Uh, life expectancy for men and women was only in their fifties, right? That's right. Uh, early sixties. Mm -hmm. And she lived to be almost 80 years old. So look, I mean, think about that. Her life expectancy almost doubled and yep. in, in just her lifetime. Yes. So, gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Pete, all right? And that uh, basically, not just our sponsor, somebody that has been supporting my efforts up to this point, Dr. Gundry gives you that video, gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Pete. And guess what? It's a free video. I want you to go watch it. And everybody get in tune and you're ready in this spirit. I want everybody to get in fighting weight. And you know that, listen, an early indication when I tell you, all right, you ready? Mm -hmm. Here's your sensors, weight gain, fatigue, digestive discomfort, and stiff joints. Ready? Boop, 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 mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. that, those are your sensors right there. Imagine uh, I'm, you know, uh, not Elon Musk. I'm not launching Starlink. I don't have thousands of sensors, but I'm telling you, we're in flight and, you know, right into, into orbit. And those are the indicators. So every person here in my voice has been suffering from all those things, right? So go to gut cleanse. Ladies, can you drop that? That's a custom link that I'm, I'm dropping. This is a true, I went through a 21 day, every other day fast. I come to you having, uh, uh, being that, that experiment, that, uh, that, Leader by example, all right, because yeah. I want to be in a fighting way, all right? Uh, l losing tens of pounds, right, as I did this. Yeah, so now yeah. for free, go to gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Pete. Gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Pete. Everybody, it's a free video. You're not going to be, you, you know, right? It's free. There you go. 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 Go there now. <laughs> uh, so this breaking news report, ready? Deb Jordan. I want to record this segment and put this out because this is important. We're talking about civil war per se, right? Mm -hmm. Civil war or earlier. Yeah, civil war is taking place and it doesn't need to be kinetic. All right. The lack of decorum that took place on the floor of the Congress is an indication that we're right in the middle of a very uncivil war. It's actually uncivil, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so proud oh, yeah. of, of one of my brothers. You're going to hear about this. But let's just do a quick review of something that happened yesterday. I want to review it again. If you've seen it uh, before, that's okay. 
Um, you're going to, you're going to see this again. You ready? Um, Nancy Mace, just a short clip here. Here it is. And please make sure you play. No, it's not. Of course. How did I know that was going to happen? How did I know? Huh? How did I know that that was going to happen? I swear to you, they're in my computer. I, I swear to you, they're in my computers when I'm not looking. Yeah. I literally, this morning, guess what I did? I tested it. Well, it works fine. But somebody came in there and said, there you go. And they just kind of, they just unplugged yeah, my network connection. Great. Huh? Everything was working great. Yeah. I know, but what they think they can do is, let's see if we can do this, Dan, and see if he just falls apart. What do you think? <laughs> huh? And, and I'm not going to. You're not. Uh, I'm, <laughs> there you go. Plug back in. Did you hear that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did. That's exactly what I had to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. We would have expired. We would have loved that. Do any other clients. members wish to be heard? Mr. Chair recognizes Ms. Mace from South Carolina. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, Chairman Comer. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. And Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman, um, if the, the lady recognizes, if the general lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? I'll interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady. I think that that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Our nation is founded on the rule of come law on, come on. and the premise come that on. the law applies equally to everyone, no matter what your last point of order, Mr. Chairman. All right. Now, why did I replay that? Uh -huh. Why did I replay it? Yeah. Because guess what? And this is how we know that our nation has fallen. All right. Uh, and it, the, the women that stood up with, with strength and with truth. All right. We're basically uh, minimized and watered down, okay, uh, by the men in Congress that should have. And I say, you know, there, there was a group of women, they stood up, and she was one of the only ones that said he should be arrested right here on the spot. Yeah. What is wrong with that interaction? He was in contempt of Congress. They uh -huh. voted uh, and said that he was, in fact, in contempt because he was, in fact, in contempt of Congress. Uh -huh. His presence at that hearing was contemptuous right it was and they did Fair. not they did not arrest him so what's what's worse hunter biden's contempt mm -hmm. or the men in congress that failed to take the leadership of somebody like uh uh congresswoman grace well look right what they, look what they did to steve bannon mm -hmm. look what they did to peter navarro mm -hmm. uh found them in contempt and guess what you know, yes. they're, they're, pro they're going yeah. to jail. That's right. Now, now you're going to, you're going to see what's that, but not Hunter Biden, but not Hunter Biden. That's right. Okay. Now you're going to see what happened when Marjorie Taylor Greene, just a quick clip, because something happened here at the point at which you see, uh, them leave the door and, uh, and it has everything to do with what happened out in the hallway here leading up to that. But here's, here's what happened. You ready? 
Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, apparently, you're afraid of my words. Uh, here <laughs> oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. And this is also a coward that sat right here in front of now, You know what? Uh, now, there, there's, that's where the clip uh, cut off, and he's out in the hallway. I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah, One of the most, I'm, I'm, not over, I'm not overblowing this. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm more apt to not send this clip to him because I don't want him to, you know, I want him to just know that I'll, you know, I like him. That's it, you know. But listen to me. One of the most courageous men. I mean, I, I lived with him. I heard his story. I know this man. The full force of the government came upon this guy who is a good man. How do I know he's a good man? I know he's a good man. He's like my little brother. Uh -huh. I lived with him. I heard his story. I literally, he and I, you know, you know I watched him cry about the, the story that was told had nothing to do with the truth as to what he was thinking. And I bring this up because it was in Nevada and a judge, a brown robed leftist La Raza judge that was appointed by Harry Reid, okay, and Barack, and Barack Obama, Obama yeah. set out to destroy this guy and to put him in jail forever. They brought his picture and said that this picture represented his, and it had nothing to do with him. He's an American patriot. He's got a beautiful family. He went down to a protest. He was disturbed by what the Obama administration was doing. It was an operation, really, to lure people like him who are patriotic and to support uh, those that would ever want to violate our constitutional rights. And he's on the stand and a leftist La Raza judge named Gloria Navarro ripped him from the stand. He yeah. could not speak in his defense about what he believed was happening. She ripped him off the stand right in front of the jury. And he was in tears that he, he couldn't tell this story. He literally was very emotional because he was sending out. They wanted to put him away forever. Well, guess what? That same judge that destroyed his life never sent him back. You know what he did? He came out after they, they just gave him a slap on the wrist and basically they couldn't convince the jury. He came out and he started running for office. He happened to be. In Congress meeting, this guy's in a suit and tie. The man that Gloria Navarro, who just yesterday, are we talking about planetary alignment or what? So we got Judge Gloria Navarro, who destroyed, you know, Eric Park, Parker's life, right? Ends and up yours. being, huh? And yours. Hold on a second. They're destroying Eric Park. Yeah, but I wasn't in D.C. I'm just, I'm making that connection there. Yeah. Gloria Navarro back in 2017 made a decision to dismiss the Bundy cases. That's like one step she leading towards. She was forced to a, after two years. She was forced to. Well, and we say that, right? But ultimately, it was in favor of the Constitution and the truth. It was. Wow. She was forced to, right? So wow. we'll say that she's got a little bit of, you know, she's smelling some MAGA, right? All right. And what did she do yesterday? She dismissed the case against President Trump for uh, the.
the efforts to remove him the, from the ballot in Nevada. And I find it highly ironic mm-hmm. that the judge, okay, that was supposed to destroy everybody, right, ended up being one of the patriots of the day, right? She did. Mm-hmm. She stood up for the Constitution. She said, this isn't right. You don't have, and she dismissed the case. Right. And then the person that she ripped off to stand, tried to destroy his life, still continues on as an American patriot. And right. this is what happened out in the hallway. Here it is, right here. Yeah, so. Parker doesn't he doesn't drink he's got a family he's out lives out in Idaho and he's in there and he's like uh, something's not right with this guy and goes out and he's right next to him and now I'm going to give you a different perspective here's what Eric Parker sent me a link to before this thing hit national news yeah here is his perspective all right <laughs> on him walking right beside Hunter Biden all right watch yeah. this watch this this is epic. This is his camera view. Hunter, what's your favorite type of crack? Are you on crack today? Oh, what's that? Oh. What is that? What is that? Mm-hmm. That is Eric Parker, all right, who's had the full force of the government upon him. They tried to destroy his life, right? He gets his spidey senses up. He's in the halls of Congress. Why is he in the halls of Congress? Not to see Hunter Biden. He's literally trying to expose the deep state by meeting with members of Congress like Congressman Clay Higgins, right? He's got a whole week of meetings. I'll tell you a little inside scoop, okay? There were some uh, conversations that were had that you couldn't surveil. Let's put it that way. All right? Mm -hmm. We'll just leave it that way. But that American patriot just so happened to be in the halls of Congress. So because he makes a comment about it. Hunter Biden. Go ahead. Eric Parker is there on behalf of the actually himself and his family and the Bundy defendants. The Bundy defendants. Their, that's right. Their families. That's right. Uh, to to speak with them uh, about the FBI and the weaponization of government and specifically the Southern Poverty Law Center. He is educating uh, congressmen this week on the Southern Poverty Law Center. And how they are, um, how they are so tied in with the FBI, and uh, how they, Pete, how they go after people and destroy. You see lives. this? You see this right here? Mm-hmm. You see this packet right here, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, who is Shanna Bellows? Right? Who is Shanna Bellows? They don't know who Shanna Bellows is, do they? Right? Mm-hmm. Who is Shanna Bellows? The state secretary of state, right? Former SPLC alumni, right. Southern Poverty Law Center alumni, mm-hmm. unilaterally removing a U.S. citizen from the ballot in pursuit of, guess what it is? Post-Civil War abolition efforts. You don't know what that means, but don't worry about it. You will. Ma- Maine Secretary <laughs> of State Jenna Bello stated in a panel discussion with Michigan 
uh, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson mm -hmm. concerning, quote, the biggest threat to our democracy, right? Election sabotage. We need to organize to make sure we have better leaders in positions of power to fight back against that. Voter suppression. That is something that when we start our careers at the SPLC, right? You hear that? Yeah. When we started our careers at the SPLC, these are her words. Yes. All right. Now, Eric Parker knows who the SPLC is. I oh, know yeah. who the SPLC is. Oh, yeah. We all know. He's in Congress trying to talk about the SPLC, and he just so happens to run in to the spawn of Satan, who seems to be so Eric on is track. Standing, Eric is standing outside the doors, right? He's, he's standing there. Yeah. Uh, there was a big ruckus. Yes. And Eric is standing outside the doors, and when Hunter came out, there it is. Eric had the wherewithal yes. to get his phone going and chasing him down. So and this actually look uh, at that look right this there. exchange between him and Hunter Biden uh, went viral and on Twitter. Watch, listen. Mr. Do you like shooting cocaine or smoking crack more? Here, I'm gonna play it again. Watch that look when he turns around. Hunter, I'm gonna let it. What's your favorite type of crack? Are you on crack today? Oh yeah. You know that doesn't. You know. Now him, play the other one again. Huh? Play the other one again. All right. Here it is. There's Eric off to his side. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, imagine this, okay, Eric Parker is from Idaho. How often do you think he goes to D.C.? Just often enough to expose this right here, mm -hmm. that what was done to him, regardless, is he bitter towards our government? Mm -hmm. No, he's actually a patriot. You don't like the way the government's being run. Um, you got to go in and fix it. You got a broken plane. You got to patch it up. So, so he's in there in the halls of Congress. Yeah, he, so, didn't go, he didn't go there to see Hunter Biden. No. So here's what happened, though. Mm. And when you watch it very closely, and I'm sorry, my phone rang and I didn't get to comment as it was happening. You could see when Hunter Biden turns around and looks at Eric and he didn't just I mean, he he stared at him pretty good. Right. I looks like he look. wants to have him killed. Yeah. But know. when he turned around, Hunter Biden had a hard time. Uh, not smiling. I think the judge did the same thing. What, it, what was the sneer, sneery look of uh, the judge, the, uh, uh, our, our little Cherubi uh, princess, Judge Navarro? When he started speaking on the stand, how did she look at him? Oh, terrible. It was awful. It was awful. Why, did somebody say something about, no, listen, Eric just, Eric is who Eric is. This isn't so, oh, for what, notoriety. What did somebody say? I don't what? know. Somebody said something about notoriety. But he just notoriety. Notoriety. Is that what somebody just said? He just happened. I will to rip your freaking face off, figuratively speaking. You think he's doing this for notoriety? Is that what you said? You, said? you just said? Is that what that person uh, said? Listen. Whack I don't know. that person oh from my our gosh. life. Oh, gosh. You know what? Well, then I, don't read the chat to me. 
if you don't right. want a response. You're absolutely right. Don't read the chat to me because anybody that says that he did that for notoriety, you're a f probably a fake name. We've never seen you. You're sitting on the freaking internet sucking the lifeblood out of everyone else's content and energy. You're not in freaking D.C., you little piece of crap. Okay? No, you think he did it for no? I just did a long, drawn-out explanation of why he went to D.C. It had nothing to do with Hunter Biden. He's walking in the halls of Congress. But guess what? He's not a pussy like these freaking people in our chat room. Oh, you know what he does? When somebody has their First Amendment rights violated in 2014, what does he do? Gets in his car and he goes to defend those that are having their constitutional rights violated. Uh -huh. That's what he responded to. And when the system is broken, he goes to D.C. to talk about SPLC and he runs for office. He doesn't sit in a freaking chat room with a fake name. His name is Eric Parker. He's not looking for notoriety. He's actually trying to protect your God-given rights to sit there and spew nonsense. So anyways, I find it ironic and coincidental that on the same day, Judge Gloria Navarro, who ripped him off the stand and wanted to send him to jail forever, uh -huh. dismisses the case against President Trump. Yeah. Eric Parker's walking through the halls of Congress, finds out Hunter Biden's going to be walking down. He looks at him uh, and he says, this guy's looking kind of off a little bit. And Eric knows he's got friends that have been on drugs. He said he looked off. You know that, right? Yeah. And that's why he did that. Did he know he was going to be on Fox News and go viral? He didn't. He wasn't looking for notoriety. All right. Oh, okay. So the person who said it said they apologized. They said that mm. before you explained yeah. uh, what was going on. It's so. literally, I'm, I'm literally making this clip to let you know. I mean, seriously, how coincidental is it that Judge Navarro, mm -hmm. who attacked us, tried yeah. to destroy us, she goes full-blown MAGA yesterday, dismisses the case against Trump. The case against Trump was this. There was a person from another state who um, filed a complaint and asked that, a lawsuit, and asked that Trump not be allowed to be on the ballot in Nevada. And she dismissed that, saying this person had no standing whatsoever. And she yeah. found it frivolous and ridiculous. Yeah. And she yeah. dismissed it. Here's, yeah. here's, here's the thing. Uh, and, 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 and Deb, listen to me, Deb, she'll literally let somebody drive a freaking tank over her chest, you know, just, you know, steamroller. And she knows that. But she knows that she has me, and I will freaking get in front of that tank like I'm in Tiananmen Square, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but anybody that, I'm not an American that sits there and lets their fellow Americans get freaking steamrolled. That's why I responded as vigorously. It was the exact opposite, that it was happenstance. He's in the freaking halls of Congress. So, what, meeting with God, Clay Higgins and, and uh, Jim Jordan's team and Speaker Johnson's investigator. Yeah. Well before Speaker Johnson went to the Speaker of the House, his top investigator was meeting Eric's with Eric been Parker doing this for, a, for over a year. A Okay. He, he has become an expert that they call on. Yeah. So, uh, and that they talk to so about you, what's, yeah. you know, how. So, so, so make no mistake about it. I will, in an overly dramatic way, I will literally freaking crush you if you ever disrespect my brother, right? My little brother, Eric Parker, 
I just found it remarkable. He's walking through the halls of Congress. I thought it was hilarious. Seriously. Is it hilarious? The look on the look on Eric's face, the big smile that he had reminded me of Tucker Carlson when he went to the fights with Donald Trump and Dana White. Yeah, you know, look, look at him in, in the there. back. I'm going to pause it. You're going to see where he's at. You see him in the back there? Hold on a second. Look at this. Watch him. There he is, right over the shoulder, up against the back wall there with the beard. You see him right there, off to the right? Got the beard. He's in the back. Yep. Sam? Now watch what he does when Hunter looks at him. <laughs> See him smiling? <laughs> Look at that smile on That's his face. a patriot. He's not some anonymous troll yeah, sitting in knew. a chat room, okay? This, this guy literally has laid his life on the line. He stood up for our constitutional uh, rights, did he not? He did. He, he did. literally did. I know him to be an American patriot. And when he went down, if you, you see the picture of him, okay, and people don't know this because you're basically sitting in a chat room, okay, that person that was criticizing him, they don't know this story. Eric Parker, I'm like, dude, and I'm a Marine. I'm like, why did you go prone and point your muzzle downrange, right? I, I, I was expecting to hear him say, Oh, because they were coming out and they were saying that we're going to shoot you. We mm -hmm. have orders to use lethal force, right? I thought he was going to say that. I was going to shoot back and just be a tough guy. He broke down in tears. You know what he said? I was freaking scared. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do, you know, without looking like a, a scaredy cat. And he got yeah. down and went prone behind the barricade. I said, so you didn't fire a shot. I said, you don't have any military training, do you? And he's literally in tears. He, he said, I had no training. I had no training at all when he went down there. But mm -hmm. they were saying they were going to shoot him. He looks up in the hills, all right, up in the Mesa. They had snipers trained on him. He was petrified. Mm -hmm. I said, Eric, you need to tell the jury this. You got to be kidding me. You need to tell. Because they're saying they use that picture of him going prone. As him being the sniper that had the tactical event. There was no tactical nothing. The guy went prone for the Reuters picture. I mean, Reuters captured the picture. They used this thing as a propaganda tool, tool saying that he was conspiring to, you know, shoot federal agents. And it was not the truth. He went prone because he was scared. And I said, you need to tell the jury that. Well, he gets on the stand to tell the jury that after months of preparation, by the way, I might add. Months of coaching and preparation, and he, got, and he goes, and you're not supposed to go testify like that in that, that series of a trial. But he had to because the government was telling a fake story. It was all a false narrative. Mm -hmm. They denied that there were snipers trained on him and anyone else. And he gets on the stand, and the judge, prior to being in front of the jury, they say, this is what you can't say. You mm -hmm. can't defend yourself. You can't say you were scared. You can't say uh, that uh, there were snipers. You can't do Nope. You are guilty before you get to the jury of assaulting a federal officer. That's all you can talk about. You know, I don't know if you right? know this or not. I know that you read the transcripts uh, from, yes. from, you know, the trial as it was happening right. here. Paralegal was getting you the transcript. 
One of the first questions they asked Eric Parker was, do you remember? I don't remember exactly now. I read hundreds of thousands of pages of documents, but go ahead. What, are, what was it? How do you know Pete Santilli? Oh. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really, right, because I was accused of recruiting gunmen, which right. is him. Yeah. So and I we never knew each other, by the way. Within the first five minutes of questioning, uh, and he had he didn't have Stephen Myrie questioning him. It was the other guy, the real yeah. nervous, crazy guy, crazy, evil guy. Yeah. So uh, they asked him, he asked him, it, it was they it was all about you. And Eric was like Yeah. Eric was like, uh and you know, uh, hey, so at that point I didn't know him at all. Okay, so let's let's say this, right? Let's say the government narrative was true, okay? Mm -hmm. That Eric and Pete Santilli conspired, right? That I recruited the gunman and he uh -huh. was my gunman, right? And we right. were dangerous people that wanted to do bad things to our government, right? If that were yeah. true, do you, do you think that Hunter Biden should be looking at that guy in the fashion that he did? Because he's a sniper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? Mr. Biden, why did you put your dad on speakerphone with your business partners? Eric was laughing, right? Oh, yeah, Eric. So if it were true that we're really that dangerous of a group of people, right? Hunter shouldn't have been looking at him like that. He should have been running, you know, from the sniper. Anyways, uh -huh. I digress. The person in the chat room that wants to speak to people in our chat room, I'm not gonna apologize for defending my brother. I'm not an American that watches somebody else get unjustly attacked. I will rip your freaking face off if you say something inaccurate like that. Uh -huh. It was the exact opposite point of why I did this long drawn out thing. Uh -huh. Is that it wasn't just about Hunter Biden. I mean, Judge Navarro in the same day rules to protect Trump and Eric Parker, the supposed sniper, okay, is in the halls of Congress fighting <laughs> the SPLC and he runs into, I find that remarkable. Isn't it remarkable? It's a God I thing. Do, yeah. It's a God thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, very good. All right. So um, where are we at? What time is it? Unbelievable. Can you imagine that? Mm -mm -mm. Can, uh, can we take a break? Yeah. We, we have to. Uh, guess what? Tomorrow, the man that you're going to see, Dr. Mark Miller, is one of my, you know, I'm a geek. I yes. am. I'm a geek. And I love yeah, I totally it. Are. I love it when my fellow geeks, right? He's not a fellow geek. He's a very brilliant man. He's a disruptor. Heck yeah. He's going to do and say the right thing in every case. He's going to be joining me. Tomorrow. It, to sell Bella Elixir? No, you're going to find out why I love uh, Bella Grace Elixir. It's great stuff. Bella Grace Elixir. So, yep. Dr. Mark Miller joining me tomorrow. All right? This is a big deal. You know why? Because I have to be, you know, uh, vetted uh, so what I know and what I don't know uh, about his miraculous combination of three ingredients. Guess what they are? What are the three ingredients? You ready? Collagen. Right? Mm -hmm. A specific kind of collagen. Verisol. Verisol collagen. Yeah. Astaxanthin yes. and cat's claw. Yeah. Dr. Miller is one of the very few people on planet Earth that know what the true benefits are 
of the cat's claw ingredient. Why? Because he spent time in the rainforest. So he's literally taken an $8 billion collagen industry and turned it on its head. He's going to be joining me tomorrow. So um, Bella Grace, awesome. you guys, people are buying it up like crazy. Why? Yeah. You got inflammation like I do in your right That's ankle not. because you had a, an injury from the military and it goes away after taking it for a few days. Literally, how many years have I had a problem with inflammation in my ankle? Oh, forever. Went away. Yeah. Went away. How, how many times have you seen it blown up? I have calcification in my ankle. Mm -hmm. I took Bella Grace Elixir. And it I bothers maybe, you from time to time. I thought maybe I was going to get beautiful skin. <laughs> Literally yeah. focused on inflammation. So if you've got joint problems, inflammation, it's smart. It goes in. You may want to look beautiful, all right, but it's going to take care of business. All right, here we go. We'll be right back right after this. Better science leads to better outcomes. So by understanding the science in much more intimate detail, delivering a value product that is so different from anybody else, more effective, shareable, really tasty. All of these attributes are classic examples of true innovation. It's the most effective product I've seen in 30 years. So when we're stepping outside into seasonal changes, low humidity, sunlight, pollution, all of these things get communicated as stress on the top layer of skin that produces free radicals. And they're bad news for collagen networks. They're going to break down the collagen network and collapse that beautiful uh, tensile strength of your skin. And so that's how we end up with fine lines and wrinkles. Bella Grace is really an elevated formula. Bella Grace is better than the competition for very obvious reasons. First of all, we're delivering great collagen. We're delivering Verisol, which is the world's most studied form of collagen. So we're starting at a foundation that's really top notch. So to protect your collagen against these kinds of assaults, what you really want is a nutrient that's going to specifically go to the skin, neutralize free radicals and do it really well, protect membranes and also have some anti-inflammatory properties to help dampen the signaling that really turns up expression of those scissor enzymes. And natural astaxanthin in the Bella Grace elixir is able to do all of those things. Every day you would have to eat six fillets of wild king salmon in order to get three milligrams of natural astaxanthin found in Bella Grace's elixir. But there's two other elements that we focus in on with our other key ingredients that are in the elixir, and that is astaxanthin and cat's claw. And the value of adding those two elements, in addition to the collagen, is centered on the formation of collagen in skin. So you activate all the processes that string the peptides and amino acids together. You're generating healthy, productive collagen. At the same time, you're also turning off 
the damaging pathways that break up collagen. So unless you take into account those components that optimize the process to make collagen and switch off the processes that destroy collagen, you're really missing the big picture. It's not enough to just consume the collagen. You have to link it all up and protect it. That's what Bella Grace does. So the elixir, is really the perfect choice. It's shareable in a single unit. You get the right dose, so you're getting the correct benefits that match the clinical trials. And it also gave us the opportunity to have a great flavor. It's just yummy. Banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world, but in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks, and the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. 
better science leads to better outcomes. So by understanding the science in much more intimate detail, delivering a value product that is so different from anybody else, more effective, shareable, really tasty. All of these attributes are classic examples of true innovation. It's the most effective product I've seen in 30 years. So when we're stepping outside into seasonal changes, low humidity, sunlight, pollution, all of these things get communicated as stress on the top layer of skin that produces free radicals. And they're bad news for collagen networks. They're going to break down the collagen network and collapse that beautiful uh, tensile strength of your skin. And so that's how we end up with fine lines and wrinkles. Bella Grace is really an elevated formula. Bella Grace is better than the competition for very obvious reasons. First of all, we're delivering great collagen. We're delivering Verisol, which is the world's most studied form of collagen. So we're starting at a foundation that's really top notch. So to protect your collagen against these kinds of assaults, what you really want is a nutrient that's going to specifically go to the skin, neutralize free radicals and do it really well, protect membranes and also have some anti-inflammatory properties to help dampen the signaling that really turns up expression of those scissor enzymes. And natural astaxanthin in the Bella Grace elixir is able to do all of those things. Every day you would have to eat six fillets of wild king salmon in order to get three milligrams of natural astaxanthin found in Bella Grace's elixir. But there's two other elements that we focus in on with our other key ingredients that are in the elixir, and that is astaxanthin and cat's claw. And the value of adding those two elements, in addition to the collagen, is centered on the formation of collagen in skin. So you activate all the processes that string the peptides and amino acids together. You're generating healthy, productive collagen. At the same time, you're also turning off the damaging pathways that break up collagen. So unless you take into account those components that optimize the process to make collagen and switch off the processes that destroy collagen, you're really missing the big picture. It's not enough to just consume the collagen. You have to link it all up and protect it. That's what Bella Grace does. So the elixir. And ladies and gentlemen, um, I played that again. Why? Because I'm a huge advocate. I'm actually uh, wanting to get my packet. I was going to try to get it from Deb Jordan to bring it down. But um, she, too late. Too late, too late. All right. Uh, different formatting of our show, you'll notice. Right? And it's a good thing. Uh, I'm in a fight tooth and nail. I will go down with the ship. I'm not certainly not going to go by the mob's suggestions of how we fix things because the mob's idea, even dating all the way back since the 2020 election, 
the mob's idea of fixing things. Let uh, Tim Jordan fix things. And you know what? Uh, or let the Republicans or whatever. You know, uh, we're not going by that anymore. So I need to be able to deliver the truth, whether you like it or not. Mm. And I've asked for the support of our viewership and said that that's critical. Oh. Unfortunately, we don't get, we're not 100% supported. We're not. We have a problem. What? On Rumble, the show has started over from the beginning. Mm -hmm. It has. Has yeah. it really? Yeah. Must suck to be on Rumble, huh? Is that true? Yeah. Mm. It froze and then it started over. It did. So we're not on Rumble? No. All right. Or not. I'm getting plinking. Hmm? Hmm. We're still five by five on locals. That means our stream is working fine. All right. Mm -hmm. We lost locals. Is that correct? So we lost locals. We lo oh, oh, we lost. Okay. Craig's audio staticky and crackling. All right. That's a long time ago. Yeah. All right. My God. You know what? Can we just go? <laughs> Seriously. Huh? Yeah, I mean, you would have to restart everything. What's that? Can we I, just leave? Hmm? You would have to restart everything and get everything going again. So I, I mean, up to I, you. I don't know. I don't know. Can we just quit our day job? <laughs> no. Why not? Because I like our day job. I don't know. Maybe I'll go uh, become a, uh, a lands. Uh, uh, Greenskeeper at the local golf course or something, mm. or make pizza down at Grandma's, huh? What do you think? Are we? Yeah. We're not streaming out then. No. No. Okay. Excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, do we have a feed? Oh, we're offline. It says. Yeah. Offline. Hmm? Is that true? Offline. Looks like it. Mm -hmm. Let me see what we got here. Stand by. Hold on. Somebody get in there. You got to be kidding me. Hmm? So, okay. The show feed was off. Somebody turned the show feed off and restream. Who the frig is in there? I don't know. Hmm? I don't know, but. Somebody turned it off. Someone turned our feed off and restream. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Hmm? There's only one person that could be. Let me make sure that I change the password. Yeah. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Really? Is, is it, can you imagine somebody went in there and turned that switch off? Wasn't me. Hmm? Wasn't me. Someone who had the password and it wasn't Nathan. <laughs> mm -hmm. hmm? It's only one way. Is there Karen? Can Karen go in there? Yeah, and it wasn't Karen either. 
I can't hear anybody on the back line anymore. I know because it's not connected. Oh my God. Here. Yeah. I, no, I can no, walk no. away from the camera and fix the back line. You're going to have to fill in that. You don't have to do end. that? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to do that. So we're still streaming out somewhere? Right? So I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. Are Are we streaming out anywhere, P? Yes? No? We are? All right. So, so yeah. Okay. So, you guys, um, we're having a problem here. Somehow, our stream got turned off. Don't know how that happened. There's not very many people who have that password, but obviously, something's going on. Yes, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Gotta love Higgins. Oh, yeah. So over there on Rumble, and I don't know, can they hear us over on on uh, on Locals P? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. So just hang tight with us here for a second. Scumbag. There's only one person that could have done that. You know that, right? Hmm. Can you imagine? Hmm? <laughs> hmm? So Unc says we're back up. Is that true? Over on Rumble? Yeah. I don't know who went in there and turned it off. We'll figure it out. We will. So. Yeah. So anyways. We're at the 29-minute mark. I think we're doing okay now. Can you guys hear me over at Rumble? Yeah, they can hear. I, okay, fantastic. We're settled in? Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'm sick and tired of Zoom. sucks. It's run by a bunch of chai comms, okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So in the last few days, you have done some really important interviews. Right. And uh, we want to thank everybody for your support and helping us bring those timely, important interviews to um, our listening audience. Without your support, we wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, we'll figure out what happened here. We had a little glitch. We I apologize, you guys. No, we appreciate everybody uh, hanging with us and waiting it out. You guys are getting really good at that. So we appreciate it. It's the one thing about the internet uh, that it has always been. And that is, is you just never know when, uh, you know, when something's going to go wrong. Everybody complains about it, even the higher end networks, right? Uh, they, learned, they learned a lot through COVID too. None of them had ever live streamed before and they had tons of glitches to sell. It's, it just kind of comes with the territory. If there's one thing bad about the internet, it is that, um, that there are so many variables when you, when you're live streaming out. So, uh, we appreciate everybody's patience and we are back up and running. So P 
Pete, last night, there was a lot of stuff going on in Iowa, right? So you guys, Pete and I personally, we watched Donald Trump on the Fox News. Um, and I watched it being restream, um, restreamed over on X by uh, Grace Chung. Go, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're having this conversation. Oh, I know you're doing exactly what I need you to do. But, yeah. Okay, it was being restreamed by Grace Chung over on uh, over on X. So I didn't have to go to Fox News and give them a click. I just gave her my click. And I watched it. The, I am telling you guys, if you have not seen it, you have to go back and see it. Um, he was on point, calm. He was with Brett Bear and what's that other blonde-headed chick's name? I mean, they all look the same. It's out in the same to me. But, you know, they... they what they, some future uh, sexually harassed individual from Fox, but yes, go ahead. And, uh, I mean, Monica Crowley's my favorite, so, and she's gone pretty much. I mean, she's on there from time to time. She was sexually harassed, too. But, but right? she, um, but... He was on point, did a great job. And Megan Kelly said, you know, she said she's, she was going back and forth between the debates, the debate between DeSantis and uh, What's-Her-Face and, and, and the Trump town hall. And, she, and Megan Kelly was like, so I'm watching the the debate between uh, Ron DeSantis and Haley and, and Nikki Haley. And she said, and then I go over to Trump and she goes, the difference between them is so it's right in your face, how great he is. Right. She said, you're listening to them and you're thinking, okay, okay. And then you go over and tr- over to, then she switches over to Trump and she sees greatness and she sees a leader. I mean, this was coming from Megan Kelly. Okay. Megan Kelly. Mm. What and, did she say about the tsunami warnings that took place simultaneously on the Atlantic coast and the Pacific coast when word came down that Chris Christie Dropped out of the race. Huh? Listen. And he listen took, to he this. Took a scorching. Listen to this. Here's the scorching, and this is why. You yeah. Ready? Places like that. Yeah. Oh, well, when you give land to China, chopped up a little bit. Like yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, she spent sixty-eight million so far, just on TV. Spent sixty-eight million so far. Fifty-nine million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even been. And she's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's going to, he's still going to carry Iowa, right? Yes. Always. I, you know, I talked to DeSantis calling me, petrified that I would. He's probably getting out of Iowa. He was petrified. DeSantis called me and was petrified. We don't know who it was Chris Christie was talking to, but that person said he's probably getting out after after Iowa. I mean, and that is the rumor mill that's going on now that Ron DeSantis, if he if he doesn't place, he's not going to have any money. That's right. And Nikki Haley, one of the things she did last night to her credit was she hit him on that point. She said, you're a leader, right? And I'm paraphrasing here. She's like, you're a leader? She said, you spent 
all of your money on one state, Ron, one state. You threw everything into the state of Iowa, right? And she was like, what kind of rationality is that? You know, it, it is crazy. It is. Uh, and and um, he, he needs he needs to go. I mean, uh, for uh, now, now imagine Haley spent how much money on her campaign? Sixty something million dollars. Is that correct? I think that's what they quoted. Sixty in there. something million. Uh, OK. Chris Christie said the, he spent 12 million. Can, can I tell you Ron what DeSantis can I tell you what that, what, what that is called mm -hmm. when you spend that much money and you're mm -hmm. that far behind? You know what that's called? What is it called? Dumb? Fishing for dead fish. <laughs> you're literally fishing. It's for, called stupid. Like all of the people that are supporting, you're fishing for dead yeah. fish. You know what I mean? Like you don't even need a fishing rod for that. You just, you can use one of those nets and mm -hmm. take the ones that come laying on their side at the top. Those yeah. are the types of people that she's that she's acquiring right now she's got a bunch of dead fish mm -hmm. um you don't want her uh you know let's put it this way let's say she even came close to president trump you wouldn't want that you don't want that that means that america is very very sick mm -hmm. because of the things that she said that she wants to do like a bunch of really crazy stuff uh, oh yeah she's, you know, she is definitely she not lies she's got she's gotten caught in lies yeah. Right. So anybody that's supporting her, that's bad. Like for her to have more than like 0.01%, which is, it should be the equivalent of a bunch of freaking retards. She didn't, she didn't no. until her recently. A bunch, I say a, a bunch of Alzheimer's patient that had their ballots filled out for them, you know, right. Or casting mm -hmm. their vote for yeah. Nikki Haley. That's all you got for her. Listen, I, I don't know any of my friends in the real world, hey. even away from social Listen, media. When I, when who I are tell, going to vote for Nikki Haley? Let's, it's let's all, switch it's gears, right? When I tell, well, huh? I do want to say something about President Trump last. I'm just going to play a click, but go ahead, clip mm -hmm. uh, from his debate. Uh, but anyway, I, I do just do want to say this: he was so very presidential, and he took questions from DeSantis supporters and was very uh, kind and gentle and with them and gave them the answers that they were seeking and it was just really good go watch it if you haven't seen it yet yes uh okay now again uh i am not about as a matter of fact to eric parker guess what i had the discussion with eric he's like i'm going out to dc you know and but he, he can say this i wish i could bring him on so i don't mm -hmm. look like i'm a like i'm not one-upping him mm -hmm. i help with as much information as that he needs to pursue his efforts Sure. To go talk to people in Washington, It's a group effort. So I sure. have, you know, all of the discovery. I know, I mean, I have all that stuff. So I work and I will support his efforts to go to D.C. But you know what I tell him? Uh, I have zero faith and confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, before, before he got into this situation, Eric Parker's not the kind, of, the, the kind of guy to throw on a suit and tie at all. Before. He, he got so he upset. Now. He got so upset with the government, what they did to him and how unjust the system was, that his response was not violent, was not bitter. He's actually getting in the trenches and he's he trying is. to serve his country and he's doing that.
Yeah. He's not listening to me, so I'm not what, sucking up to him. But, <laughs> he's but guess not what? Listening, no. he's but there's busy. somebody who I. He's ins- in somebody's office this there's morning. There's somebody who I insisted that he and the delegation that went out there, that I won't even mention what their names are, but they're important. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parker and that delegation. Um, we're out there. I said, you need to meet with Congressman Clay Higgins. Mm-hmm. You have to. Hopefully, uh, by today or tomorrow, they get that meeting with Clay Higgins. Watch Clay Higgins in the impeachment hearings against my Arcus. Listen yes. to his word. This oh. guy is the... Now, I can't stand... I do not trust not anybody. Is there anybody else other than Clay Higgins that I like? No, and I hope he runs for president in 2020. I like Nancy Mace. <laughs> Well, Congresswoman, I like that thing that I liked she her. did. She said he, he needs to be arrested. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Nancy Mace, maybe she's on the bubble. I don't know her that well. She did great yesterday. So I'm kind of uh, high yeah. on whatever it was that she said to make a Fox News clip. Yeah. You have That's to be careful with these folks. Clay Higgins is not in this to make no, Fox no, News no, clips. No, no, Watch no. this. Watch this. Oh, no. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> This is the Mayorkas impeachment hearings. Mr. Bowman, I wasn't even going to ask you any questions today, but uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to clarify it for record. And I do believe that according to your resume, you're a professor of constitutional law, sir. Is that correct? I am an emeritus professor at the Missouri School of Law. You're a smart guy. You got an alphabet behind your name on your business card. So... Is it your position that you're taking today as a Democrat's witness that the, that the founders' intent with the term high crimes and misdemeanors was designed to restrict the power of impeachment to a violation of specific written statute? Is that your position? We're listening. Yes, and, and that is your position. Yes, okay, and you're, excuse you're, me, excuse me, it, Congressman. You said yes. It's a simple question. No, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. The excuse me, Congressman. It clearly was my not answer reclaiming is, my time. No. It clearly yes. was not the intention of the founders to limit the power of congressional <laughs> impeachment over the executive branch to to limit that. A violation of written statute. That's quite correct, Congressman. I've written extensively. Oh, well, thank point. you. I, but you just said you just said something different, but that's all right. We, we appreciate you being here today, Mr. Bowman, and representing uh, University of Missouri. Sure, it's a wonderful law school. <laughs> On this committee, we've carried out our investigation, Secretary Mayorkas. I sit here today tell you we're going to impeach him. He's going to be impeached, and he should be. He is the executive in charge of the border policy for for President Biden. Now, President Biden has the right as a chief executive to hire men that 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 don't have the skill and then figure that out down the line and replace them. President Biden also has a right as a chief executive to have wild policy in mind. But but the executive that sits on his cabinet, that's in charge of actually enforcing those policies, 
that has the law enforcement experience to know when those policies are going to bring injury upon our country, that executive has a responsibility to advise the president that his policies are not only not working to secure the border, they're actually bringing injury upon our country. The United States Constitution is, is the law of the land that we swear our oath to. Secretary Mayorkas has brought generational trauma upon our country. Hundreds of thousands of American lives destroyed. Hundreds of thousands dead. Millions and millions wave upon wave of human misery coming across our southern border. We're losing our country down there. My God, my colleagues, you've got to recognize this. We've got to stop this arterial bleed. It's not about money. We spent less money in 2019 than we did in 23, a lot less through DHS, and we had the border under control. It's policy that has changed. And who is driving that policy? Secretary Mayorkas. So who shall be impeached? Quite rightfully so. Secretary Mayorkas. Mr. Knudsen, from your position, sir, and I'm sorry for what you're you and your people and your community and your state are going through, sir. On behalf of this Congress that has been unable to take action as of yet, I'm sorry for what you're going through. Do you concur with the things that I've spoken on and shared? I absolutely do concur, Congressman. I think this body is completely within its constitutional and legal right to bring impeachment proceedings here. Mr. Drummond. I also concur. Mr. Bailey. I concur the secretary's abdicated his official duties. He's in dereliction of duty and should be held accountable. I appreciate all the panelists for being here today. I thank the chairman for his leadership on this issue. He has been calm and patient and judicious in our procedure. We have laid out the case for the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas. We have promised the American people we would fulfill that somber duty and we shall. Mr. Chairman, I yield. Thank you, Mr. You, do you yep. need to decide and go again? I mean, anybody in D.C. in the 10 square miles is not operating in your best, best interest. Mm. They aren't. And I say that, and then I hear him, and I say, mm, wow, okay, that's pretty cool. So maybe there's one person. <laughs> I mean, is there anybody else? I, I, I can't. I mean, what do we do? We need to get him out. Should we do a, a hostage rescue operation? <laughs> Is that what we need to do? We need to rescue Clay Higgins, get him <laughs> out of D.C. when he needs to be evac'd out. Yeah. Um, he does. You know, the, there's a lot of people who feel like it would be great. And I was one of those people at mm. first mm. that feel like, wow, what a great choice he would be for VP. But then I thought. He's not going to be. Well, no, he's not. But here's why he he is such a strong personality. Mm -hmm. A VP's position is to support the president, be kind of quiet in the background, working on committees, advising the president, 
all of those things. Not rolling I out. A, just not rolling out a bioweapon <laughs> countermeasure. Exactly. Yeah. And I just don't see Clay Higgins as being able to be in a quiet role. President Trump said last night, and this is very important, that he has chosen his VP. He knows who it's going to be. And when he was pressed, not tell us. Mm-hmm. when he was pressed, he said, I'm, you know, I'm not going to give it away now, but I know who it is. And he's already made his choice. I'm thinking, you know, I've seen a lot lately of a few people, but I'm thinking Ben Carson is probably going to be his pick. If not, Christy Nome, she's also been uh, kind of highlighted uh, in Iowa. There's Ben Carson. He's in Iowa. You know, uh, Christy Nome, I think, is a much more aggressive person, but she's not quite as aggressive as as um, Clay Higgins. Mm. I personally think that Clay Higgins is presidential material. I think he's presidential material. I think he's I think he's way more qualified to be the president of the United States than he is to be the vice president. Mm. And I hope that he thinks about that and gives a serious run in 2028. Yes. He's the the extremist that Uh, that Tucker Carlson warned them about. Yeah, be careful uh, taking out President Trump. Yep. You might get Vivek Ramaswamy, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, Okay, a couple quick things um, that I want to share with everybody, all right? The wellness company. Um, You guys have heard uh, of the story. Hopefully you have. If you haven't, ask me and I'll tell it to you outside of this conversation. I am, I'm quadrupling down here. All right. Uh, We were huge advocates for telemedicine and all, uh, you know, complementary alternative medicine. All right. Uh, I'm concerned about the supply chain. We got issues in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. They're going to, what happens? Just imagine this. We don't have to imagine like what happened when COVID was released. Freaking Lysol. I'm still pissed off about that. Do we have enough Lysol on, on hand? Hmm? Yeah, we have quite a bit. I've you know how I am about my blankies? My blankie? Right, we got our blankie. It. But I need my Lysol. What else? What else are we run? Ibuprofen. Oh, right. my gosh. Ibuprofen, Tylenol, cold medicines. I right. have a huge stock of all Look at of this. that now. Amoxicillin, right? This is Forget about getting any kind of antibiotics. Right. Fluconazole. Fluconazole. Mm-hmm. Azithromycin. All right. These are all prescribed to you. Um, when you go to twc.health forward slash Pete, mm-hmm. if you subscribe to their services, okay, mm-hmm. um, know that the services that are set up, the formulation of the products like spike support, right? Can I share something with you? Dr. Yeah. Judy Mikovits said, stay away from the grocery stores that have pharmacy in them. Pharmacies. Why? Why is that? And I asked her, why? And she said, because they have vaccines in there. And, you know, and, and, and People it's are getting shedding. vaccines. Yeah. And it's shedding. Okay. You will, even if you don't take the jab, you're going to be subjected to uh, uh, spike proteins mm. that are not being contained. As a matter of fact, this is 
probably the reason why they said that the gain of function testing, right, and all that stuff. There's you have to have this stuff contained. It was too dangerous for even Fort Detrick, uh-huh. and she shipped all the stuff to the Wuhan lab. She did it. She said, I shipped it there. They got it out of Fort Detrick. Um, so going to the grocery store with the pharmacy, you got, you got issues with, uh, with spike proteins, um, that you're, you're, you're going to be exposed to that spike support protects you from that. Okay. You need to be concerned about people that have had COVID, right. Mm-hmm. Or vaxxed and spike proteins, right. right. And shedding, <coughs> shedding takes place. Spike support was formulated by Dr. Peter McCullough because his brother, yeah, he literally put the formula together for his brother, uh-huh. who he put on it for four months to reverse the damage that was right. caused. That right. product right there by Dr. Peter McCullough. Right. Okay. Um, these kits right here, because the supply chain, here's the bottom line. You see this? You're not going to be hurt by having this on hand, period. Right. You will not be hurt. Uh-huh. Um, Will you be hurt as we were with a lot of stuff that wasn't in our covers? We got caught off guard with the 14 we days. Got caught off guard. We got yep. caught off guard. Don't get caught off guard. Shocking. Prepare yourself. The wellness company at twc.health forward slash Pete. Mm-hmm. Uh, a small stipend to help support the show, right? Yep. <coughs> Remember how I, I say it a was? small stipend. Did I say a small stipend? That's not true. I don't get a small stipend. You know that, right? Right. Actually, through our relationship with Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll they'll say, "Hey, you know, uh, what do you think of this product? You know, can you advocate for it?" And that, when I was presented with the opportunity, can we check it out and look at it? Well, when I was presented with the opportunity for the mm-hmm. wellness company, uh, mm-hmm. they were kind of you know surprised that I knew Dr. Peter McCullough. Yeah, uh, I, I basically built a friendship before anything, yeah. even before he went to the wellness company. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, the work that he's done with the formulation on spike support, um, the system set up with the, uh, just go with, just remember the supply chain seizes up. Don't get caught off guard. Have your stuff on hand as if you were to have a bug out bag, because when all that stuff's gone, your, your, uh, antibiotics, all the stuff that you need to survive for your family is in that kit. TWC.health forward slash Pete. It'll mm-hmm. get prescribed to you. Make that purchase. All right. Man. I can't think of a more genuine endorsement of a product or service than that right there. Right. Genuine. All right. Genuine. Now, last thing I'm going to play, and then we're off and running. Uh, General Michael Flynn, listen to his words. The other thing, uh, just for people in your audience to know, uh, as a national security advisor, I was also read in on the, uh, the basically the, the the football, the nuclear football. As I sat right there with President Trump uh, when we got uh, briefed on the whole thing, and we had the full uh, the full laydown of all of the rules and, and requirements and the people that are involved in that. And the Secretary of Defense is one of them. This is this is so outrageous. That not even his undersecretary, his deputy secretary knew. I would say, and I believe this because I talked to enough of them. The rank and file still matter, and the rank and file are the ones that sort of down in the in the bowels of the of the deck plates here, and they are still running the engines of our of our military 
and you know, and given the right leadership, they will rise to the occasion. But we've got to, well, our like our like our federal government, our military is going to require a a cleansing and a reculturalization that is designed and and purposely tasked uh, um, uh, to fight and win our nation's wars. You know, if and when called, right? And the key word there is to win. I mean, we 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 have got to stop participating in these endless wars, uh, Alex. And uh, and people like Austin, he's not the guy to lead it. I, that's very clear after this past week. And frankly, who he allowed to be his deputy, who has no business being running running any part of the Department of Defense. Well, other networks lie to you about. Deb Jordan. Indeed. I really enjoyed you being with me. Do you think you'll have enough uh, energy mustered up? Um, how many days do you have left of uh, being called um, <laughs> what? Deb Jordan, yeah. I've got, um, I've got like, oh. Can you is- join me for the four o'clock show? Can you join me? I can try if I'm, if I'm not like knee deep in trying to get out invitations but no yes yes i will join will you will you join me i will i like it yeah this fun i like it's a fast-paced show you can't do like 20 minutes of commentary yes i can no you can't oh yes i can you can (laughs) which is why i control the mute button oh man what not to silence you yeah no you have freedom of speech you just can't do it during that one hour show pretty late okay um all right so everybody support us by supporting our sponsors support us uh monetarily direct so that i mean we're can you imagine uh the first day of our marriage we're actually going to be coming to work and quitting because we won't be able to make it through the month what it's gonna be tough maybe we go into uh Plowing business. Can I go to plowing? Yeah. Something like that. Or what can I do? Yeah. You can't outsource plowing. You know what I mean? You can't send that to China. If you guys uh, want us to stay around, uh, right now we're on course to go. God. Oh. We're literally just gone. Right? But if yeah. you want us to stay around, please consider supporting us. Go over to Locals. You can make a direct contribution there. Rumble. You can do that. And if you don't, the market is going to determine exactly what we will be on the first day that Deb Jordan is, is called Deb Santilli. There you go. Bye, everybody.